As always, this episode and every episode of A Beer With is recorded live in Diffuse Studios. So I've got some really exciting uh, news. Well, it's exciting for me anyway. Um, I've managed to lock in one of the directors of Synthony. Now, Synthony is uh, one of those shows where they have uh, dance music turned into music that a symphony orchestra can play. So they're going to be here on August 17th doing a show in Brisbane. So before that, I'm going to record an episode with one of the directors, Erica. Uh, and now that episode, it probably won't come out until after they've played their performance here. Um, and that's just because of timing. I couldn't really get them in any earlier because obviously they're a New Zealand company and they're coming over here to bring that to Brisbane. So um, with that one, it'll come out after the actual show. Um, but yeah, it should be a really cool one for me. It's really exciting because I actually come from uh, like a classical background. I used to play in symphony orchestras and wind symphonies and things like that. Um, and now I make and DJ and play dance music. So for me, it's like the perfect, um, sort of merging of two worlds. So I'm really excited to check this, uh, you know, go and check the event out and to speak to Erica, um, and find out sort of how they get it from electronic dance music and turn it into, you know, sheet music. Um, and arrange it so the symphony orchestra can play that. Today, but I've got Eamon on the show, so let's run that music and let's get this episode underway. Welcome back, guys. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host, Jai. And today on the episode, I've got Nomia. Now, Nomia, or Eamon, as his uh, real name is, uh, he has a lot of things he does. Um, he's got his own podcast called Metaminds. You should go check that one out. We do talk about that in this episode. Um, really cool podcast that I love. Uh, they've got video content for theirs as well. So, um, yeah, just that bit of extra added, uh, you know, um, content, which we talk about in this episode. Uh, Eamon is also a... Uh, you know, he's a, he's a producer, he's a DJ, he also does videography, uh, he's done all my press shots, uh, and he actually created um, sort of my little um, logo, I suppose, or, or little thumbnail uh, for the podcast. So, um, yeah, got Eamon in, um, we chatted about all of those things, about his music, how he got into it, videography, um, the podcast, we even touched on some things like supplements and you know, their podcast is actually sort of about self-development. So we talked a little bit about some of these topics as well in this episode. Now, Eamon's actually overseas at the moment. He's over in Shambhala. Um, he's gonna, well, he's going to be going to that very soon uh, when that's on. So he's actually not in the country, um, but this was a great chat with him. And we actually talk all about um, sort of his travels and what he's, he's going to be doing, uh, which is right now, I guess. Um, so, yeah, as always, sit back. Crack a beer if you have one, and enjoy the episode. This is A Beer with Nomia. Cheers, man. Cheers to you too. Pretty excited about this one because, like, you know, usually the person who I've got as a guest isn't a podcaster, so they're not um, used to sort of talking and, and being sort of on a show, but I think it's cool <coughs> having you on this one uh, because you've got your podcast. Um, and what I try and do in this is I usually want to make sure people sort of forget about the fact it's a podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole idea it's is to get, but I feel like in this episode, we don't really have to do that because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're used to being on a podcast. Um, yeah, it's the same with Lena because I went on her show on, on yeah. the other night or whatever and she was like, wow, that was really good. I'm like, yeah, I've done it like 40 times now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, it. How many episodes are you guys up to that you've 
So released like I think so released is twenty five. It's funny because yep. you just lose count. But now yeah. we've got like yeah ten in the bank or so. And we're yeah, recording another like six this week or something because I'm going away soon. So I okay, need, so like, you're saving some up, content, basically. Ready yeah. To go, so so when did you guys start then? Like how long ago did you start the podcast? Yeah, well I mean it would have been like twenty seven weeks for like four months or something now. Yeah. And yeah, we just like flipped the switch and did it basically. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, like we've only missed like one or two weeks in there, I believe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, otherwise it's just been pretty consistent, which is cool. And did so. you guys like? How do you guys? How did you guys start like the podcast? You know, like the idea from from when you came up with the idea and thought, oh, let's do a podcast and yep. start a podcast. Like, how long did it take till you know you got all your ducks in a row and you released your first episode? Like four days. Four days. Yeah. So like because yeah, basically Dan's almost a counselor basically. Yep. And um, yeah, we've always had just crazy deep conversations on his couch in his, yeah. his living room. Yeah. We go through like the story in one of the episodes, but yeah, and it's just like like for, for it maybe like six months or whatever, we're just kind of joking with the idea. It's like, man, we should be podcasters. Like we kind of have really deep conversations, and it could be valuable to people. Yeah. And then just one day we're like, wait, why aren't we doing that? Yeah. And then next minute we're like, fuck, let's do it. And then we just came up with a uh, with a, with the name, and like that was the longest part, the hardest part. Yeah, basically. the name of it. Yeah. You got a good one because you got a nice theme going. Yeah, basically. that's it. Yeah. But yeah, and then yeah, we executed, and yeah, it was a, it was a mission to try and find a really good like uploading thing yeah. but we once we found that you know, yeah we transitioned between like three of them or whatever yeah 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 now we've got a good one and it just kind of worked really well and got our first guest like three weeks after that and yep it's just been rolling so yeah cool yeah that's awesome um i sort of got to thank you a bit for a little bit of help with you know figuring out the distribution and that and then also just seeing you guys doing the podcast was um you know, because I came up with the idea for this like four or five years ago. Yeah. I, mean, I just I never did it. And it so it was like just seeing you guys doing it. It's Again, it was that thing. It's like, oh, why am I not doing it? You know, yeah. like I've got all the equipment. Um, I know enough people, you know, to talk to. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool. Um, and so what do you guys learned so far doing Dude, podcasts? So much. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah. because... You know, basically, as I mentioned, like, we, we went from zero to 100 in, in a couple of days. Yeah. We didn't really set many intentions or goals or this or that or whatever. We just kind of thought, we've got some valuable information. Let want to share it, and maybe we can learn some stuff along the way. Yeah. But some of the guests we've had on there, man, like, we've learned so much from them. Yeah. And just, like, like you'll be expressing a thought of your own live on a podcast, even if it's just me and Dan. Yeah, yeah. And you'll just reframe it in a way, you know, it's like a healing process kind of thing. Yeah. you're just expressing yourself. Yeah. Which, and, you know, about all these thoughts that you have in your head and yeah. which you rarely get to do or, you know, if you don't have friends that you want to talk deep stuff about or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, you either say it live on the podcast and have this realisation yourself or a guest just reframes something in your mind and you're like, oh, that's the way to think about it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's really, like, crazy the stuff that we're learning. And also, yeah. we're getting messages, like, every single week from people being like, hey, you've changed my life and you've changed the way I've looked at things in this way. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. It's actually making a difference, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Which is, yeah, very fulfilling. And that's, that's really cool, man. Keeping us going, basically. So. Yeah. Um, so, like, with, you know, with the podcast, I saw you've got, like, um, you guys have been featured on a few uh, podcast website type things and stuff. At the yeah, moment. so last that's week. awesome, man. It was um, CastBox, which is essentially, like, a podcast. It's like Apple Podcasts. They have yep. their own thing. Uh, they're one of the more popular ones as well. And, yeah, we've been in, like, um, like talking to the the. CEOs and the people that actually run it. Yeah. Um, because they just launched a new feature called live casting where you essentially just go live and, and you do the podcast live and people yeah, can cool. interact and call in and stuff like that. That's awesome. Really yeah. cool feature and we've been like smashing it. Yeah. And they saw that and we've been emailing back and forth and yeah, they featured us on on the top for like one of the top three um self help podcasts in the world on Castbox. 
like right next to Mark Zuckerberg's podcast and stuff like that. So cool, man. And yeah, like yeah, again, did not expect any of this kind of to happen. It's just yeah. all happened pretty quickly. So again, that's the stuff that keeps you motivated because you're like, shit, yeah. it's actually doing things. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we just decided like, well, you know, why don't we make content out of something that we're normally doing basically and it takes like an extra two hours effort per week or something, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's paying off. And I suppose it's like, it works pretty well because, you know, like Dan has already, you know, done YouTube stuff so he can speak yeah, like on camera, camera you know, yeah. like he's, and he's probably good with editing and stuff. And yeah. obviously you do the, you know, the videography and, you know, production and that. It's like you guys, again, you guys had all the tools as well to, yeah, that's to it. just do it. And you're like, oh, let's, you know, just get into it. So that's, that's awesome to see um, you know, that you guys just bit the bullet and sort of went straight it's in. This really funny concept and... Yeah, I've explained it a couple of times recently, but it's like, it's like this, it's like a, like a video game and there's like a map Yeah. and you, you have uncovered this much of the map, right? Yeah. And there's just like dark bits just outside of it, right? It's the yeah. same as when you're driving around and you don't know the north side like I do or whatever. Yeah. And then you just uncover a bit and like a new part of the <laughs> yeah. map. But basically it's just, it's just this black area that you think isn't possible, but just because you don't know the exact steps to take, to, to yeah. take action and yeah. get a success, you just don't do it because your yeah. mind's like, it's too hard because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. But all you got to do is take that first step and you actually realize how really easy it is. Yeah. And it just ha- falls into place and you're like, why haven't I been, like, been doing this for ages, yeah. you know? So, but that's, that's like something that's been huge for me is like, well, just take the first step, figure out what the steps are going to look like. And yeah. then you honestly realize how easy most things are. You know yeah. I mean? That's so, it. And it's that, you know, again, it's with like the motivation for something. It's like, you just get that slow, steady roll on. You do one thing and then the next one, and yeah. the next, and you just, Compounds. after a while, it's just like, you're fully motivated to do it all the time. Like, yeah. Um, I, I said earlier in one of the episodes that like, at the beginning it was like, I'll oh, just do one episode and just record it, see how it sounds and just put it out. And then, you know, all right, now I've got to get another guest. And another, you know, it's just that roll on and, and, and now it's like, oh, I couldn't see me stopping doing, you know, yeah. like <laughs> at the start it was like, oh, it's all nerve wracking. And now it's like, cool, I'm keen to get in here and, you know, have a chat to someone. So it's, yeah. um, and, and I find it's been good for communication in other areas. Have you found that like speaking and coming up with ideas and talking on the fly has sort of given you maybe better conversations with other people or better communication in yeah. general? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it's a self-development tool. Like, again, like, yeah. you know, I've learned a lot from it. But, yeah, just the fact that, you know, you, you kind of picture, like, this anchor talk show host or whatever. That That's actually what we're doing, and it's cool because you have that it's, – it's the exact same as that thing. It just so happens that, again, we have these tools accessible to us yeah. and this medium that's super easy to work with, basically. So, yeah, I've definitely learned. And, you know, having conversations day-to-day with people, you kind of think about what questions you would ask that would really open up yeah. this wormhole kind of thing. yeah. And that's most, a, most podcasts we have, sorry, like, you know, you have the, the podcast and then afterwards, that's when like this real huge gold comes out <laughs> yeah. with the guests and you're like, why haven't we been recording this? Yeah, you know? just leave the mic on so, and just, yeah, <laughs> just record. Should, you could like, do like after the after movie or the after show, you know, like yeah. extra encore at part, you know, where it's just, just audio or something and Pretty it's much. like you get the cool stuff. Yeah, I love that on like this show where you like, the, I've, some of the episodes you just end up talking about the most random things. Like I had um, a Voxer, like Lena on um, just the other day and we yeah. ended up talking about um, like quantum mechanics and like really? physics and stuff. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about physics and like this new, it's called E8, which is like a string theory thing. Yeah. She brought it up. Really? I, I didn't even bring it up. So yeah. like that was awesome. And, and you know, that's why like um, speaking to her, she's like, oh, sometimes, you know, because she's been doing it a bit longer and I was asking her like some tips. Yeah. She's like, oh, I kind of pre-interview them before and write notes. 
and then do it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like I, I, I think that's probably valuable, but I sort of, like I was saying, I try and make people forget that it's a podcast. Yeah. So by having notes and like looking at notes, I feel like sort of take, take people out of that. Yeah. You know, kind um, of just sit there silently like, oh, they're doing yeah. thing. Yeah, or, or, like, or what are they, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just find it a little bit more, um, and having a beer in your hand is obviously, you know, a lot of people find that, like, comforting just yeah. to have something there. Yeah, like, do with mates, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, for everyone out there that's listening, just give a little brief overview of what your podcast is about. Because, I mean, I know what it's about, but yeah. just so anyone listening who hasn't seen it or heard it yet. Yeah, so our tagline is uh, we are metaminds and we are all about consciousness optimization and relentless self-development. And yeah, again, strings from basically me and Dan have always pushed each other really hard. And I found it really hard to actually find friends that do that. And yeah. we've just always kind of been like that. But we've also pushed our help by ourselves really hard in every kind of part of life. So yeah, obviously I'm a, I'm a music producer and I love doing that. Yeah. I'm also a videographer and I run a digital marketing company, love going to the gym like, I have all these things, not to brag, like, that's not yeah, why I'm saying yeah. this, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I find fulfillment in, like, you know, developing myself in all different ways. And that's why, yeah, relentless self-development, we think, yeah. is kind of the, the ideal thing. For yeah. It. So It's like an RPG game of life. Really. Pretty much. Well, that's <laughs> that's it. It. like well, what you're saying. You, that, yeah. that, I think it was you, actually, that kind of brought that up with me as well. It's like, yeah. instead of the... Because treat Ableton like a video game. Yeah. You know? It's like, how many yeah. hours did you invest in RuneScape or Call of Duty, you know? Yeah, like exa- exactly, yeah. And it's like, they've got these things in place where you're like, when you level up, they give you this little dopamine here. Yeah. It's like, whoa, good job. Yeah. And it's like, you just have to do that yourself. Yeah. But yeah, treat this like a, like, you know, able yeah. to like a video game. And it's yeah. like, ooh, another hour today, boom, I've just leveled up and I've gotten yeah. better at compressing my snares or whatever it is. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, but yeah, yeah it's, it's about, yeah, attitude towards it. Towards yeah, because right well, I used to love, like, RPG games. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't play them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You, you know what I mean? I'd spend, like, just three days on a game or something. Yeah. Whereas now it's, like, spend the three days on Ableton. And yeah. I think of it, like you said, you know, like, oh, I just, I just, um, you know, I just upgraded my uh, drum swing or my drum grooves or, you know, or yeah. my bass line writing or my compression or, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. I find that really useful for me anyway. Because it's like, you know, you've got to figure out how to almost trick your brain or, or how you work, yeah. you know, and that's what I find, um, you know, it's really important in music production that people don't talk about. It's like, how do you do the other stuff? Yeah. Like the technical stuff, all the info's out there. Um, so I'm always interested in like the workflow. Yeah, mindset. And, yeah, right. mindset, ways of getting you into like flow state, things like that, so that you can like, you know, smash out hours in the studio. Yeah. Um, do you have any routines that you do? with production to like try and get you, you know, like when you start producing, like you're going to sit down for a session. Is there anything you do beforehand or anything like that to get yeah, you so ready? I've always got like, basically if I make a track, even if it's a minute long or something in a session, I'll always like export that because that's something I like, I like and I want to work on or whatever. Yeah. The dead projects I don't kind of export. So at, yeah. at any given time, I've got like 20 exported tracks and I'll yeah. just listen through them and whichever one sparks an interest, or I kind of know which one I'm going to go home and finish. Like, I know which one I'm going to go home and finish today, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know how I'm going to finish it. Uh, basically, setting deadlines. So this is something I talk about a lot, is having key performance yeah. indicators, which is a business thing. KPIs. But it's like, yeah, KPIs <laughs> for life, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. it's real. But, like, it's like, I'm going to spend one hour, and after that hour, I'm going to have this finished, or whatever it is. Yeah. And look, sometimes you don't hit that goal. That's yeah. fine. But, but a huge KPI for myself is finish a track a week, basically. Yep. So, yeah, and again, like, I'll have some tracks, like, 50, 30, 70% finished or whatever, and, and even if my one track a week is that track that's 70% finished already, yeah. and then I come up with a new idea, because that's obviously the most exciting part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the most <laughs> fun, and this yeah, is why people fun. don't release shit, because it's like, you just always make <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, like setting deadlines has been yeah been huge. It's interesting because like some people, like yourself, obviously is are really good with deadlines. But then like I've met some people who are like, no, nah, I can't do deadlines. Like if it's a deadline, I can't be creative. There's too much pressure. Like it's interesting. So I think it's like you've got to figure it out for yourself yep. what works. But, yeah, that's it. But obviously you got to try it for a while. Like you can't. Um, and and that's specifically. I actually tell people that with diets, not specifically this, but I'm like, yeah, you, you can't do a diet for a week. You're not gonna. It's not gonna work. You know, you got to do it for a few months or something. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's that's interesting that you work really. I work well with deadlines as well. Um. Do you have any times of day that you work better? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, it, I mean, like always work really well in the mornings, but yeah, because I run like a couple of businesses, I do have to like prioritize yeah. that because that's obviously what keeps me alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I kind of cut myself off around like four or five p.m depending on how I'm going, like, you know, if I'm not getting much done in my work day, then I'll go, all right, stuff it. I'm going to produce now. And you yeah. just kind of like, you're like, oh, I'm free now. I get to dive into this creative stuff. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. usually the kind of the afternoons, but yeah. yeah, it kind of sucks if you've like had a big day doing whatever, running errands and stuff. Cause then you're like tired mentally and physically. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes you kind of can't get anything done. Yeah. Uh, but sit there and do it. <laughs> but that's why showing up is really important. Because yeah. it's like, even if you're like, oh man, I'll just kind of organize some samples or have a yeah. play around. 20 minutes yeah. later, you've got a half a track finished. And yeah. Like, Shit, how did this happen, you know? I always say just if, like, you know, people who maybe work full time and have to work after, uh, you know, work on music after work, I always just tell them, like, just do 15 minutes a day. Like, just start yeah. at 15 minutes. And then it's like, then you'll have done, like, an hour and 15 in that work week that yeah. you wouldn't have done. Like you said, you can just organise samples or you can do any of that kind of stuff. But but more often than not, it, it ends up being much more than 15 minutes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it's just, like you said, showing up and, and starting, you know. Yeah. And, and eventually, you know, it gets longer and longer and then you're doing an hour a day, you know, and that's five hours you wouldn't have done. Like, yeah. And it all just sort of builds on that. Again, it's that, you know, just start and, you know, keep keep creating and stuff. But you got to, like, if you take a step back from that, if you really refine what it is that you actually want, yeah. then that's going to define the actions that you yeah. take, you know. <laughs> So if you want to be a fan, if you want to be the next Skrillex, you know, which is like not an invalid thing to want, mm. like, you know, that that's going to take a particular amount of action each day yeah. to do that. And if you yeah. really want that and you envision that thing and you like DJing on a stage to like 50,000 people or whatever it is, yeah, then yeah, those actions are going to fall into place based on that goal. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You always got to take that step back and go, right, why am I doing this? Yeah. And, and what do I need to do to get to the goal, you know, and what it is, um, yeah, um, so how long have you been producing for? So I found a track the other day that was uh, yeah. late 2012. Yeah, yeah. So eight, eight, eight almost eight years yeah, now. Almost eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, cool. How did that track sound? <laughs> yeah, trash, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't even on beat or anything. Yeah, like, I think I found one from it. way back in, it was when I was using Reason. Oh, yeah. So not even like, so oh, it was shocking. Yes. <laughs> Terrible, like. But it's good, you, get, you see your progression. It yeah. is good to see the so, progression, like where you've come from, and, and remembering back when it was all, you were just literally just, had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> You're yeah. just playing around. Oh, that's cool. Like, this is cool here. Um, and then to sort of come to where it is. So what's that? So eight years. Yeah. And what kind of music, like, did you start making? Is it similar? It's always been dubstep, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, started on that, like, uh, what's his name? Flux Pavilion yeah. vibe, basically. Like, you know, 2012, whenever his first tune came out, saw it on UKF dubstep on YouTube. And I was like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what this is, but I love it. It's my new thing. And then slowly transitioned into like the deeper, darker dubstep. Yeah. Uh, based on a few like older mates that I had kind of thing that brought me into the scene, which is really yep. cool. 
Uh, still friends with those guys today, which is awesome. Uh, one of them, one of them DJs at um, Dave as well. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I had a thing that I was gonna say, but it's gone now. So <laughs> about your dubstep, like the music that you're into. Oh yeah, no, yeah, just like you know, it hasn't been eight years. Like every single day, I go home and, and produce or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had dips where I just like don't touch Ableton for months. You know. Yeah, yeah. But then like something will spark inspiration, or you'll, you'll go to a music show. Or you'll go to a show yeah. and an artist will play your tune and you go, you're like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. I need to keep following this thing kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, you kind of fall in and out of love yeah, with yeah. it kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. And so where are you at at the moment? Are you, have you been Deeply working? in love Deeply with it. Deeply in love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? yeah, I've been working really hard recently, yeah. which is awesome. So, so this year? As in, yeah, this yeah, this year. year and yeah. kind of... Yeah, well, yeah, it was Earth Frequency this year. I was... um. Yeah, Deep in the Marsh and Truth was playing, who's like yeah. one of the biggest in the, in the deep um, dubstep world. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he played one of my remixes, basically, and we're Earth Frequency. I had no idea it was coming, basically. And he had made an edit of my remix, basically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was like with, you know, all, all, the, all the crew, basically. And yeah, it was like pretty deep on, you know, drunk and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just turned around like literally stunned, like what is actually going on, <laughs> this you know? Is... <laughs> What? Yeah. This was a remix. It was like the start of the original track. And I was like, yes, I love this song, which is why I remixed it, right? Yeah. But then next minute, my drop comes out of nowhere. And yeah, literally, that that was like, why have I not been producing, you know? Yeah. So what am I doing? Yeah. Since Feb, I've just been, yeah, going hard. And I've finished like, a, yeah, a good 30, 40 tunes since then, which is pretty Yeah. Cool. Anything coming out soon? I, I saw you said you've got some stuff coming out. Yeah. So I had a release, soon. like, just the other day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, as it, like, I'm probably sitting on, like, <coughs> 50 or so, like, unreleased tracks. Yeah. Like, got a 14, 15 track album, which I'm not sure if it's going to be an album. You know, it just depends on, like, where yeah. the, the home that I find for it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to pretty consistently start, like, releasing stuff again. Yeah. Now, which is good. So. Yeah, cool. And then, so, with that then, an album, is that something you would want to put on a label? Like, does it fit? Is it hard to find a label that it would fit on? Or, like, what's... What yeah, well, as you know, the hardest thing... <laughs> In music is finding a home for music. So, yeah. Because self-release, I mean, there's only so much you can kind of get. There's only so much reach you can get, which is why you yeah. kind of find different friends and things to, to release, like, music on. And I think an album would be really good, especially this one, because it's got a really good progression and kind of shows... Yeah, cool. Like, I'm finally at the point now where I'm, like, I'm actually really happy with releasing this and being, like, yeah. this is my body of work. Yeah. Whereas, you know, for, like, even a year ago, it would have been, like, oh, no. Just some singles, yeah. which I'm not even kind of there yet. But yeah. finally, technically, I'm at the place where I'm like, yeah, this is like what I want to be releasing. So yeah, I would love to find a home for it. But again, that's the hardest part. Yeah, that's it. So. Um, so with the album that you've, I guess, written, is that something that you've done all this year? Or is this like, that's taken a while for those tracks to come together? But Yeah, so I mean, yeah, pretty much all of them are, are from this year. Yeah. Uh, a couple of collabs on there as well. Yeah. But I was just kind of uploading them literally like, four or five days ago to SoundCloud, maybe a week down to yeah. SoundCloud and I just uploaded a bunch of them so that I can send them out. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, this song would sound cool after this song. This song would sound cool before this song, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I was like, wait, I got 15 tracks here. Why don't I just call it this album yeah. based on the name of this track? And then I was like, oh damn, all of the track names like look really good in that kind of order. And I was like, oh, <laughs> might try and make it an album, you know? Yeah. So you didn't so, even realize you were making an album. Until pretty much. Made. Just crushing tunes out and then yeah. Yeah, ended up being that way. So Yeah, that's cool. And that's really cool that, like you said, they sort of go on a bit of a flow and journey. Like, cause that's, I mean, if you're writing an album, that's like, I think, I think that's probably the most important thing that it feels like one, you know, Project. Coherent yeah, thing. one coherent thing that yeah. that sort of goes through. Um, 
so yeah, that's really cool that I'm keen to hear some of that stuff. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Do you play tunes on the podcast or no? Uh, not usually. Yeah. Um, usually it's just talking and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely keen to hear them later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've never done that, but I mean, I could, but I'm sort of at this stage just trying to pump them out, you know, and yeah. get better at this, yeah. I suppose. Um, I don't really enjoy the editing process. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure, tell me about it. <laughs> so just, like, adding extra bits in, like, yeah. I know it's not hard, but I'm just, like, I just want to be able to do them and, yeah. you know, trying to do minimal editing yeah. where possible. I'm sure you can understand. Absolutely. That. Uh, <laughs> That's why there's no video either. Yeah. Um, even though I suppose a video would just be one take anyway. Is that what you guys do? Just one take? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, adding a little color grade to it, you know, shooting it in 4K, like, exporting yeah. it takes, like, two or three hours. Like, I might yeah. even got a decent computer, but it's, like, yeah. yeah, that 30 minutes of 4K footage or whatever, compressing to 1080 and, and, and then uploading and, and scheduling. And I'm, this is why I'm glad I have the second person because, yeah, you know, if I... And you both I, know what to do as well. As well. Well, yeah, look, yeah. we just have assigned roles, you know, so I'm, like, yeah. I'll do all the editing in this and, like, he, like, manages his YouTube because he's had a YouTube for so long. Yeah, he's yeah. a wizard with that stuff. Like, he just on. tells me things. I'm, like, I would have never, ever figured that out myself. Yeah, so yeah. It's good that we're, you know, knowledgeable in different areas kind of thing, so... Yeah. And so the music on your podcast at the start, did you, did you make that or is that just something you found, like, the... I mean, it's not, like, a whole track or anything just a little bit of like i believe it's music oh, i don't want to butcher who it's from it's i believe it's from scott walker who's an okay. early beach producer yeah it could be wrong and scott if if not i'm sorry but i have been using his tunes a lot for <laughs> yeah. um for client work yeah uh because he's got a real flumey vibe to him i think he's extremely talented yeah man, but like yeah. underrated yeah um but if not it's another friend that i have that's in um uh, like europe and yeah yeah so i just use tunes that i know basically but, yeah yeah, I'll just produce it then I know. Mm, yeah. And so, like, with your music, I want to go right back now. Like, yeah. What got you into music? Like, yeah. So, it, like, initially, growing up or whatever it is, how did you get into music production or DJing yeah. or any of that stuff? Yeah, so, yeah, pretty much, as I mentioned, like, you know, found that dubstep sound. The, the guys that I was hanging out with at the time, like, I hadn't really found the sound that I love. Like, I like Linkin Park and a bit of this and a bit of that. Yeah. You know, music, is, like, the point of it is to elicit emotion and express yourself through emotion. Yeah. This is why I think heavy music is really healthy because it's like, it doesn't make you angry. It allows you to release that anger. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of the dubstep, it's like, you know, the really deep bass-driven stuff. It's not really the angry emotion, but it's, yeah. it's got that vibe where it kind of, it definitely allows you to release kind of emotion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of these Kiwi boys who were a couple of years older than me at the time was just friend with uh, my friend who like was just skating with him and stuff. And then next minute I was going out to all these shows with them. Yeah. So I started going to like Dr. P and all this kind of stuff on my yeah. like, you know, 18th birthday. Loved it because of the vibe and the people and that kind of thing. And um, I hadn't, uh, oh, I mean, yeah, I must have like only just started producing kind of then. But it was literally just like, I'm not even going to, you know, it's not going to be anything. But my friend kind of just put the word in. He was like, oh, you're a kind of like nerdy technical guy. You'd be able to figure yeah. this out. I'm like, oh, I guess I could. And yeah. opened Garage Band one day and made an <laughs> LFO. And I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> like, so, and yeah, yeah, just slowly progressed from there. But basically, I went and did a uh, film and screen production uh, degree at Griffith yep. Film School. Mm-hmm. And you kind of you know, as you start to make graduate films and that kind of thing, you get pinned as the guy that does that one thing. And because yeah. I had already started producing and already started like nailing all my sound assignments and that kind of thing. Yeah. There was like one in maybe like 80 people at that point in the course. And everyone was like, Oh, Eamon's the sound guy, you know? <laughs> and I was like, sad. really wanted to direct. And I thought I had a good yeah. script at the time and shit. And anyway, I just got pinned as a sound guy, but, and you're only supposed to do like two major roles and, and two minor roles or whatever. 
ended up doing like five major roles because I just recorded and designed like all these different films and stuff. Yeah. And it was a really hectic time, but that really helped develop my technical mind as well. Because yeah, I yeah, was definitely. in, um, what's the program for film and that kind of thing? It's um, Pro Tools. So yeah. I was using that and it's trash, hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's using... good for mixed sounds. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and for live music, I think it is. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. Recording and that. The, yeah. um, the workflow and the, the yeah. like, able, you just unbeatable, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I was using Ableton on the side of that to kind of, um, yeah, just make some dubstep and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it was trash for a very long time, basically. But yeah, as everyone is. Yeah. <laughs> kept going to shows, kept, kept producing really slowly and just loved yeah. it because I love the music and the, you know, it, yeah. So the, the dubs, the, like, the type of dubstep that I'm into, deep dubstep, it's got this really genuine, like vibe to it and it's all about the respect like there's no like i don't know what what kind of like um like who to shit on here but like you know <laughs> people that use instagram for like the the fame and the look what yeah, i'm doing yeah. on this famous dj playing at edc or whatever it's yeah. like none of that shit basically yeah, yeah. It's all about the music and nothing else like yeah, no yeah. no frizzles or any of that kind yeah. of thing and that's why i've always been attracted to it because it's like you know, if you've got 50 followers, but your song's banging, like, you'll get a release on the biggest label in yeah. in Deep Dubstep. Yeah. And, yeah, because it's, like, doesn't fucking matter who you are, but, you know, in the real EDM world, it's like, oh, yeah. you've got 10,000 followers on Instagram? Yeah. Do you want to release on our label? Yeah, That's how yeah. it really is, you know? It's a yeah. money thing. Yeah. But, yeah, and the other thing is a lot of stuff gets released on vinyl and, lo- like, played on vinyl and that kind of thing, and that's... Yeah, cool. So, yeah, my that's friend... definitely appealing. That's it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I don't have the, the time or money to invest in that expensive hobby yeah, of yeah. vinyl. But, uh, yeah, my friend in Canada, he's got boxes and boxes of vinyl, basically. And yeah, I don't know how he stays alive, man. But uh, I yeah. must skip meals every it's week, basically, yeah. just for that. But yeah, it also sounds way better. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love a good vinyl um, record. Uh, it's just reminding me I've got to bring my um record player over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's at my mate's place and he keeps telling me to like, he's like, can you get rid of this record player? Like, uh, yeah, I'll take it to the studio. I keep forgetting. Uh, <laughs> so he just reminded me of that. So i definitely got to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, And so how did you get into the scene in Brisbane? Because you see you like playing at safe events yep. um, and stuff. I've actually got Hannah coming in next, so I'll nice. talk to her about that. Yep. But um, how did you get involved with all that? I suppose that, that music is sort of, um, I, I suppose safe isn't specifically just the sort of darker dubstep, but yep. it's something they do still embrace. So how did you get involved in that initially? Yeah, well, I suppose like the whole UK scene in itself has its own kind of, yeah, vibe and kind yeah. of cult following. And it's quite underground here as it is in the UK, but obviously it's much huger there because it's got more people into the like, yeah. small following. Uh, but yeah, like picked up a couple of different gigs and then they turned into residencies through a super old producer, uh, from Dub Thugs, which is like one of the very first ones that existed when I got into the scene. And it's yep. morphed and changed into five or six different types of events. Um, and yeah, again, like when I fell out of love with music for a bit, I stopped kind of playing shows or whatever. Because if you're just the local guy and you play all the time, no one's going to come out to see you. Yeah, yeah. Effort, basically. So yeah. But yeah. And then kind of focus more on, on music and stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to focus on this for now. And then ended up playing Happiness Hill, which was uh, last year, which is a kind of small doof. Yep. And yeah, now I've played a couple of festivals since then, both in Canada and also in Australia. Um, yeah. Rabbit Sea Lettuce, which is like, definitely the biggest gig that I've played. Yeah. Uh, on the, this big bug thing that moves its wigs and oh, uh, really? sorry, um, wings and yeah, it was attached to a void sound system and Ugh, that was crazy. Awesome. <laughs> so, but yeah, and so it's just kind of slowly progressed. From How did you get into the playing at the the festivals and the doofs then? 
So it's really helpful being a video dude because yeah. everyone knows you as the video dude. And I was yeah. like getting a lot of the kind of media roles. Yep. I was uh, lucky to get the first one because I actually camped next to the guy the guy that directs <laughs> that festival at Rabbit Seed Lettuce the first year. Yeah. And, and then I've been to Rabbit Seed Lettuce like four years in a row or whatever. And it was funny, the second year, I just like pulled up to a campsite, unpacked my tent, turned around, and the same dude's camping. Same dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's fucking so He's probably just like, man, this guy's getting oh, a bit this creepy. Guy doesn't he go follows away. me around every time. <laughs> so yeah, boogie with them like two years in a row and made it, yeah. built a good relationship. He's a fantastic dude. Aiden would yeah um yeah he went to happiness hill and he just had a successful second year i think i yeah i remember seeing you go out to that i think just recently or you were telling me you were going out to that yeah so that was good good yeah and it's like real family vibes like no no police no security it's just like real low-key kind of thing everyone's there to look out for each other I've never had the most like connections in my life in a, in a weekend kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas at the bigger festivals, you kind of do keep to yourself a little bit in your friends yeah. group and you run into some cool people, but it, you, you know, it's not like the whole, you're just yeah. like one big family. So it's kind of like you can't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because I've been like media team at pretty much most of these events, like, yeah, they're like, oh, you make music as well. I'm like, I sure do my friend. You should listen <laughs> to that because that's what I really want to be doing. And yeah. Yeah. Now I'm starting to get music gigs that aren't attached to a video, which is, yeah. I mean, I love doing video, but yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Good to both. So the name Nomia. Yeah. How did you come up with that then? Do you do you know or do you not? Know? I don't know. But Nomia is my name backwards. Yeah, it is. Amen. Nomia. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, you should but... totally you should totally be making breakbeat by the way with the name Amen, like the Amen break. Oh, right, the Amen uh, break. I know, uh, break. I know it's spelled different, but I'm just yeah, thinking in my head. Enough. Enough. Oh, I mean, should, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking about that earlier. That's it. So it's your name backwards then. That's it, yeah. yeah and okay. man, I spent totally like a whole sense. year in film school just at the back of a lecture theatre like with my friends trying to come up with this name. Yeah. And finally my friend Jono, shout out, he definitely won't listen to this, but I'll tell him. Uh, yeah, help me help me come up with this. Because like, I was like, yeah, why, you know, why don't I just do Nomi or whatever? And he kind of pushed me towards that. And Because yeah. now Nomi Media is my, you know, my brand and everything and yeah i think it would be cool to have something like you know that is reference to something like yeah. skrillex is a bad idea because that's its own unique thing but well i mean yeah I, I don't have a good example for you right now but you know every time i say that people are like what are you talking about that's an awesome name and i think you know I've, it's grown on me quite a bit and I'm yeah really yeah happy with it, so. yeah that's cool yeah i never even realized that i was interested most to people hear don't as well yeah yeah kind of surprises me so. yeah to me yeah but, no that's cool um and so DJing and stuff then, when you first started DJing, what did you start on? Love asking people this question, like what gear the first thing oh, you right, either yeah. owned or played on? Like what, what did you start on? Yeah, so all Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace, which yeah. didn't exist then. Uh, and it was like a couple of big like wired speakers, like PA speakers, just absolute trash basically. Yeah, yeah. But they were loud and my parents yeah, yeah. hated me because I was living there at the time. And I uh, got CDJ 800s. 800s, yeah. And a DJM... Uh, was it a two-channel to start with? I don't even know. Oh, no, I just went, like, DJM, like, 400 or something. Yeah. And then got DJM 800 and some and some 800 Mark IIs. And I had four decks for, like, a long time because I was DJing on, on CDs pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So I still got, like, three or 400 yeah. CDs burned at my house. And I'm yeah. like, one day maybe I'll use these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if not, they'll sit there and I yeah. can tell my kids, hey, look at this. I used to do it on CDs. And I'm like, Dad, what's a CD? <laughs> yeah. I used to have, um in my decks at home, I used to just have two CDs that, would like, had some of my favourite tunes on them. I just leave them in there. Oh, yeah. So it's like if I... But I'm like, oh, that's right. I've got that CD in here. <laughs> you yeah. just click CD and you've got like an extra, you know, 15 nice. Dean tunes on there. Um, yeah, so you started on CDJs from the start. No controller. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 
and then my friend had a controller and I used it once and I was like, oh, that's cancer. I can never use that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine, but I just because you started using CD. Yeah, yeah, but... exactly. Yeah, it's hard to go sort of back, I guess, just yeah. having that. But, I mean, because Pioneers have good uh, controllers now. I'm thinking about yeah. getting one of those. The controllers are good now, yeah. Yeah. Some of the ones I've got. At a party that I DJed once, it would have been three years ago. So now I, um, at, at the end of the night, like I put my put my gear back into my car because they were using my CDJs or whatever. Middle of summer, Australia, obviously, and I ended up like staying over and stuff. Woke up like midday, one o'clock, opened my boot, and they were all just completely warped because they're oh, plastic. Oh, really? Yeah. So most of them were screwed. It was still usable for most of it, but then you had to like reach in and press little buttons to like make it work, whatever. So I finally <laughs> sold them like yeah. towards the start of this year, and obviously now I've been like getting really consistent gigs. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's but, yeah, I suppose it's not as important to have decks at home if you, yeah. you know, can, can practice. And if you're producing your own stuff, it's like, just drop your own shit. You don't Pretty much. To, you don't yeah. have to worry as much about doing cool, you know, yeah. um, tricks and stuff on, yeah. on decks. But I mean, once you've played for a while, it's pretty much second. Yeah, season. that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's you like, oh, I know how to do this. So, yeah. Um, so, like, I see that you, you know, you've been, you talk about it a little bit, like going to the gym and stuff and working out. So, what, uh, what, do, what are your goals at the gym? Why do you go to the gym and what are you, like, trying to achieve there? Is there anything? Is it like cardio stuff or, or, yeah, or so weights or what? Mostly weights. I've been getting more into cardio recently because yeah. I'm doing a few uh, very long hikes in Europe in a couple of months and yep. I need to definitely prep for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, just like for the very for the longest time, I was like, oh no, lifting weights is stupid or anything. That's you know, I think that's, that's dumb yeah. kind of thing. But I've kind of yeah progressed now. and I've realized that it's it's a real primal thing. Yeah. And my hour in the gym now at you know when I'm at the gym, like I, I don't physically turn my phone on to like silent mode, but you know, it's like either Spotify or listen to a podcast or something. And that's like my hour, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I love it. It's like meditation. Like you really just get to go ham and like, you know, use your body for kind of what it's meant for, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And yeah, develop yourself, push yourself, like see the limits of what, what you can really kind of go to. And yeah, I think it's like fascinating and, and a lot of fun. And like yeah. every Friday, uh, Dan, who who does the podcast, yeah. um, he's got a like friend membership thing to his gym or whatever and they've got yep. a sauna and a squash uh, yeah, and this yeah. and that so we just go for like an hour and a half two hours and like they've got all amazing equipment and stuff and yeah at the end of that like i originally started doing that with him kind of thing and just had like stuff in my garage and then finally moved yeah. to an actual gym and the amount of progressed like a lot since then because it's an actual gym and not just a couple of weights in my yeah, garage and you so. can't and you can't like get sidetracked in terms of like if you're just at home doing like a workout you know i'll just go and i'll come back and do a set yeah. Do that last set. I just go and do, you know, whatever it is. I just got to hang the washing out, you know, and yeah. then you don't come back. Like, you yeah. know, at least when you're at the gym, it's like, well, no, I got to finish this workout before I can leave. Like, yeah. So it's kind of good motivation there. What about, um, so you're going hiking, you said. Yeah. What What's your trip to Europe? Yeah. So Tell me about that. I want to hear about this. August 1st, I go to Canada for three and a half weeks because yeah. I went to Canada uh, last year to yeah. hang with my friends and went to Shambhala, which is a world-renowned yeah. festival. Yeah. Um, and the year before that, I went to Outlook Festival, which is in Croatia, in an ancient fort, basically, which is the biggest Sick. deep dubstep and drum and bass festival in the world. Yeah. Uh, and they both changed my life. But basically, yeah. this year, my friend George, who lives in Canada, who I stayed with last year, he's like, hey, we're going to Outlook this year with like 15 friends who yeah. are like made friends with last year on the trip. And I was like, oh, look, I, you know, I don't really want to because of blah, 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 blah. And they basically forced me to do it. They are like, dude, you're, you're coming because it's like, we don't know when we're going to all go to Outlook. Again, and I was like, you're right, man, because I just went with one friend last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then one of my friends that I'm, that I'm going with, um, 
he was like, oh, I'm just going to tag along to Canada first because his brother lives there. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I'm doing Shambhala and then a six-day hike in the Dolomites in Italy. And yep. then off the back of that, Outlook Festival, which is seven days of music. Yeah. And then off the back of that, like two days later, a nine-day hike uh, around the Matterhorn in Switzerland. Oh, so that's going to be... Yeah, you're going to come back Yeah, exhausted. something. And you're going to come back exhausted. The day after I get back from that, I'm uh, going to Elements Music Festival. Like, oh, literally man. the day after. So, look... I'm, I might die this year and that little <laughs> I, might okay. die. I might die at <laughs> Elements in my element <laughs> at Elements <laughs> yeah last year I think I did uh, like 35 days at a music festival yeah I was like oh never top that but now like shape, <laughs> it's shaping up this year I'm like I might top that yeah <laughs> like, god damn damn so, are you what are you doing at Elements are you, are you playing uh, well, nothing's confirmed yet I won't say anything so, okay. but okay. There's, <laughs> there's a couple of a couple of spicy things happening yeah so, cool yeah. yeah awesome yeah, that one looks pretty good this year. I've seen like some of the initial lineup and stuff. Yeah, yeah it looks really good. And actually, I've been talking to Trent too. I might try and get him in um, before that. Happens. Oh, that'd be really good. Yeah, and have a chat because I'd love to know about. I've sort of known him um, through friends of friends for a while, but never really known each other too closely. Um, so it'd be cool to get him in and have a chat about you know um, the event, like elements and how it started, and and yeah, all that. That'd be really cool because yeah. that's what I. Since I've started the podcast, I've started to really love understanding why people started doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. So um, that's why I've been asking so many people about, you know, like, how did you start music? Why did you start, you know, what got you into it? Um, and so maybe this is a good chance to talk about, like, your film and your videography and stuff. How did you get into that? Because obviously that then sort of led you onto production, I guess, yeah. if you were labelled the sound tech guy. But, yeah, pretty much. But what got you into that then, into the video stuff? Yeah, so for Christmas every single year, my mum would buy me and my brother a um, uh, like film camera, like disposable camera, basically. Yeah. And so we were the first picture we would always take is of our, of our Christmas presents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, we would just take a bunch of photos on it. And then one year, obviously, we got like a little two megapixel uh, digital camera it was like just for the yep. family or whatever and i just went and ran with that and made like 240p like videos with my friend tom like 240p little, little, little horror <laughs> yeah. films and yeah. and before that i was actually making like powerpoint presentations of yeah. like literally frame by frame like little characters doing their little things or whatever like just, a um what do they call that not silent films but um like a slideshow yeah yeah slideshow like yeah film. literally yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and you just add it because you can animate little objects in it and things like that and I've still got some of them today, and they're quite funny, my friend. <laughs> you should put them out. Uh, yeah, dude, release and be like, this is my first film ever. I was eight at the time. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, um, yeah, just slowly progressed. I just always continue to make films, like, you know, with my with my um, friend around the corner, and then they had a little film uh, course in my at the school that I was at, and I just aced the class, like, so I just kind of thought, I guess I must be, like, okay at this kind yeah. of thing, and... And yeah, so I applied for uni and, and didn't think anything of it. And then I was in Tasmania at the time, get this email saying you've gotten gotten in for the like the best film school in I think Australia. And yeah. I was like, oh well, I guess this is what I'm doing. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. It's funny because like the jobs in the industry are not non-existent, but they're really hard, and you have to know yeah. people. So off the back of my degree, I was like, screw it, just going traveling for like six months. Did that, and then yeah, came back. Never really tried to get a job in the industry. And, you know, I played around with a full-time job and a, and a couple of different things. And it kind of clicked to me. I was like, why don't I just do it myself? Yeah. So, you know, I've been always, like, maybe for a year or two before that, kind of slowly getting obsessed with business and the idea of that, you know, like entrepreneurship and that kind of yeah. thing. And, yeah, 
finally realized that it's like, why don't I, why can't I do it myself? And within about three months, I'd quit like working and yeah, I've been pretty much doing it full time. Yeah. So how did you get into that then? How did you chase down your first clients and stuff like that when you wanted to get into that? Yeah. So most of it was word of mouth. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm not entirely sure how I got my very first client, but it was like yeah. stupidly high paying. Like, I had never seen any money. Yeah, like you're like, whoa, life. I made the right like, decision. <laughs> yeah. Like I just needed money to buy a new laptop or whatever. And it, it yeah, ended up that way. And yeah, a couple of word of mouth gigs like from then on and realized that I have to actually, if I want to like, you know, earn more revenue, basically I need to put in work into the sales side of things. Yeah. So yeah, like do sales and marketing and that kind of thing. And then realized that I kind of have a bit of a knack for marketing as well, which is why I started MetaMinds Marketing, which is the mother company to MetaMinds, the podcast pretty much. Yeah. So, so what is MetaMinds Marketing? Is that just marketing? Like, yeah. Marketing? So I haven't like officially launched it and changed over business because I've still yeah. got business coming through Nummy Media. Oh, announcement. <laughs> <laughs> announcement. We've, we've, we've slightly announced it a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is, I guess, suppose an announcement. <laughs> the website's up and running and, and you know, yeah. I, I do have one um, active client through MetaMinds Marketing. Yep. Uh, I have an angry email from that person actually waiting <laughs> to go home to. But I'm like, nah, sorry, I've got to go to Jazz Podcast now. Um uh, but yeah, so it's pretty much everything. So like we're trying to help conscious entrepreneurs basically. And that's yep. the way that I'm choosing to change the world is through the skills that I basically have. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we do it all literally. We're a complete digital service. So anything you need. So it's like video, digital marketing, SEO, social media marketing, social media management, like literally everything. Yeah. And so they're all conscious entrepreneurs that work for us. Um, and including, you know, myself, I do most of the actual, like the three or four of the services, but then three or four of the other services, we just kind of outsource to these guys who work under us as a parent, yep. parent company, essentially. And, yep. um, yeah, it's working out pretty well. Web development, the whole lot. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's something that's, you know, like you're saying, that's so important nowadays with music and stuff, like in the industry, it's not just having great music, you know, you've got to be able to get it, find a home for it and stuff. Yep. And like you said, a lot of it in like the EDM side of it anyway, it's like, well, how many followers, you know, like, what are your socials? What's, you know, or your marketing and your presence? So, yeah. you know, there's probably a lot of demand for that kind of stuff, um, whether musicians can afford it or not. It's yeah. <laughs> the other question, but um, yeah, that's really cool then that you're studying that. And so is that something that will run sort of adjacent to your Nomi Media stuff or are you going to merge that and it's going to be the one brand? So what I realized was, and this is really hard because, again, similarly with both Dan and I's mindset, we see a lot of things and we go, I think I could probably do better than, than what's happening there. Yeah. Or, you know, and this is the hardest part of existence, right? It's just yeah. choosing where to spend your time. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, there's infinite possibilities, especially now with the internet, man. And so it's like, you have to choose like one thing and get fucking amazing at that yeah, thing, yeah. you know? Uh, or, you know, you just do like 50 things and you kind of get okay at them, which is yeah. what I have been doing for a long time. Yeah. And that's okay because it's all fulfilling and I like it all and it makes me happy. doesn't really make me as much money as it could if I was focused yeah. on just the one thing. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Are you going to be merging? All right. Um, so, yes, I realized yeah. and, you know, had a couple of, like, you know, offhanded um, things from oh, sure, uh, from <laughs> clients or or other people that my, my brand on Facebook and whatnot is Nomia Media. And the idea for that was that it's this parent company and I create all types of media. But then also, you know, telling a real estate client that I'm like, oh, why don't you check out my dubstep mix or whatever, or just offhandedly yeah. telling them, like, where can I check that out? Just to me, I was like, it doesn't really make, you know, it's not all congruent, it doesn't all make, yeah. you know, basically 
huge book tip is uh, story brand building a building a story brand. Yeah, and it yeah it talks about how everything needs to be extremely simple. And so if someone comes to your page and within five seconds they can't figure out what it is, yeah, then they're, they're going elsewhere because yeah. you know their mind is doesn't have to, doesn't want to spend yeah. time figuring shit out. And um, that resonated with me in that Nomia is deep dubstep and it's finally starting to get like some good traction. So if I'm doing video production and this and that and this and that, I'm like, oh, I need to separate them. Yeah. So, so you need to separate slowly, your artist, yeah, artist brand from the other stuff that you're doing. In Pretty much. Video slowly yeah. making Nomia Media just Nomia, and then Metaminds is yeah podcast talking about deep stuff and and all the business side of things as well. So yeah, it's been a whole process to try and change them over, yeah. which I'm realizing now is the hardest part. Uh, but I will get there by the end of this year, hopefully. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. And um. So within within the MetaMinds marketing and stuff, will you be doing like photography and that too? Because you obviously we did the photo shoot for the um for <coughs> for my press shots mm-hmm. um recently, and you said like it's something you want to do a bit more of. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing like quite a good chunk of that actually, just <coughs> headshots for companies. Yep. So I've been doing, doing quite a bit of corporate work for like Dan Murphy's and the the Woolworths Group. Um, yeah, and that's turned into some like press shots and stuff like that. And, you know, just like, I never consider myself a photographer. always like to take photos just on traveling and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But what I found is, and this is going to be a huge hit to any photographers out there, no offense intended, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, video is much, much harder than, than photos, in yeah. my opinion anyway. Yeah. And look, I meet photographers that are like, you know, 100,000 times better than I am at, at photos. Uh, but yeah, because I do the video and also, oh, yes, I do the photos and this and that and this and that. Yeah. Then I'm like, hey, I'm a one-stop shop. I can do it all for you. Yeah, like yeah, the photos, right. they're, they're professional and they're good. Like they're not like the best you can ever get, but because it's an all-in-one service and I'm like a pretty sociable guy, yeah. I end up getting gigs more often than people that who are actually really phenomenal photographers, basically. Yeah, yeah. But who know? Yeah, that's it. So I suppose anyone who's out there wanting some uh, press shots who's listening can uh, hit you up at some stage. Yeah, and <laughs> dude, what I've realized is like, I mean, I don't charge a like ridiculous amount. What I've realized is like, having some professional photos and some videos. If you're an artist and you aren't capitalizing on videos, have a look at some of the artists that are in your field, even ones that are bigger than you and better than you, because chances are they are not capitalizing on it. And if you are capitalizing on it by telling your story through video, which is something yeah. you can do by yourself. Yeah. But if you hire a videographer, even if it's just someone with a decent DSLR, like film your story, edit it down, put some of your music or some music underneath it, like... Yeah, hit me up for this because I'm doing this. It's called a video yeah. business card, but also just be use it, utilizing video and telling your story through your brand because it's important. People connect with it, and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna get you places, man. Well, that's like, how I first hit you up. That's when we first met in person. Yeah, that's I hit it. you up yeah. for that. We haven't done that. We haven't done it yet. It well, we're in a new studio now. <laughs> yeah, we're in new studio, so we have to do it in here in the new studio. Um, it's definitely still on the card. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's. Yeah, I think it's really cool that um, I suppose you're sort of immersed in a heap of creative sort of industries, um, you know, with the video, photography, um, you know, podcasting and music. Is there anything or any sort of things that you find big crossovers in all of those areas, being like creative sort of, you know, fields? Is there anything, um, things you've learned from one that you're like, oh, I can totally use that? in in this other thing yeah well i mean they all kind of cross over which is good yeah and yeah for ages like trying to figure out what i want to do what is it that i want to do but you know the history of my action shows that i'm a creative person and so yeah keep doing that thing because it's like working out for you and things are falling into place for you you gotta gotta look at the at your history to decide what you're gonna do with your yeah with your future and, and your time basically 
But uh, yeah, there's a lot of crossover. And for example, like the podcast, like just the post uh, production, like process of all of that yeah. has actually made me better at producing as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like little things like, yeah, making um, um, voice audio sound really, really good and crisp yeah. and that kind of thing. And just being consistent at doing that, like, yeah, yeah it just reinforces like little technical abilities and things like that. Yeah. And having consistency across just all practicing it, isn't like, it? It's that's like it. Yeah. Forced practice. Yeah. And something you maybe, you know, haven't practiced a lot of. Like, that's the same with me with this. It's like, I'm way better at using a gate now. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, like cause I've never really used a gate too much. Like, I've used it for a little bits and pieces, but like yeah. now it's like, I know what everything is. Yeah. Like, you know, like I know how to use it. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. So let's talk about some production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what is there anything production wise that you're loving at the moment, whether it's like a technique or a plugin or sample pack or is there anything that you the moment you're just like loving using or, or you know so using music a huge thing for myself uh this is ableton specific sorry everybody else yeah uh there's a plugin called corpus yeah uh play with that on your bases because that's pretty much all i use for all of my bases and corpus and yeah. that's just the is that just an ableton plugin yeah plugin, so it's yeah. a it's a tube type instrument uh, okay yeah and there's a few different things you just run it through a tube but it's mm. like low dry wet and uh low but what does it uh, do resonance. is it a so it's a synth or is it a no no it's, 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 it's a process yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah you just run your bass through this kind of like tube instrument there's like 50 different like um Reasons. knobs and things oh, not, yeah, yeah. so yeah you so, have to really play with it kind of thing yeah, yeah but um yeah and most of them sound like trash but when you get a good kind of you know figure it out then yeah your bass will sound fat as hell yeah. and also very different to how it used to sound. So it's like a tube amp then is that like a tube amp, uh, a tube I, compressor i or? couldn't tell you i'm not even sure <laughs> saturator I uses guess. the tube yeah yeah. yeah yeah there's heaps of like cool tube um like saturation and stuff i actually uh one of my i don't know if you know who martin Horger is no. um yeah he's a breakbeat well used to be a breakbeat guy now apparently his house um he's from germany anyway he um i used to do some of his tours in australia for him um and whenever he was here he I remember him telling us about he's got this compressor um, and it's made there's a, they only made a hundred and the reason was that they bought um, after like World War Two or whatever they had all these massive tubes that they were using in like their big CB radios like you know the you know uh, military grade ones sending yeah. signals ages so they need to like you know really amplify the signal um, and so they bought all these old tubes from like they bought a hundred of them I guess from, like, the military, and then, like, made these, like, compressors. Really? Yeah, with these, like, huge, like, you know, military-grade compressors. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, sorry, tubes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's just like, oh, man, I just run, like, everything through that. <laughs> like, anything with low end, just run it straight through that thing, and it's, like, yes. amazing. Like, yeah, like, analog tubes. Um, do you use any analog gear at all, or just all in the box at this stage? No, able to push two. That's, that's, yeah. that's my shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, there's no, no analog stuff at the moment. Yeah. I've, I've messed around with it a lot with, yeah, my friend uh, yeah. James or Evo. Yeah. And also my friend ESP in Canada, Kane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like use a lot of the gear and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah, some of the stuff you can get out of it phenomenal and entirely original, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then you can manipulate it again, which again makes it completely yeah. original basically. Uh, but yeah, I'm only really starting to get into audio now. I started out obviously audio cause you just drop a kick and a snare on and you can make a beat really quickly. Mm. But now I've transitioned into like totally MIDI. But now again, I'm starting to see the value of audio in that you just use one yeah. sample of like a horn of something and then you change it around a little bit. Yeah. Just the annoying part is getting the pitch right in the key of the song and shit. Yeah. But yeah, once you have all that kind of sorted and it's easier to do that, uh, yeah, I'm starting to see the value of 
of audio again, but yeah, no, mostly push, you go through phases, don't you? Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah, uh, like I always, um, I, I always stay in MIDI as long as I can. And yeah, so like you know, I don't commit to audio because I always want that option to. I want to be able to change the synths. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, we've been using a lot of these synths in here for um, like as like inserts, so like sending the sound to it and then re-recording back in yeah and just using like filters and you know stuff like that um really cool but um anything else in ableton that you're loving anything you use creatively maybe in a way that's not generally used well i mean yeah push to i know it's not in ableton but yeah yeah it's still like, it's an ableton whenever i'm traveling just on my laptop now and i don't have my push with me i just feel disabled basically yeah because, yeah like i'm so used to using the push yeah. and like as an, yeah an interface sort of to yeah. get ideas in. Because you can yeah. do everything in it. And yeah, just coming up with... That's the other thing, like we talked about, you know, what like processes you have. Like sometimes yeah. if I'm screwed at the end of the day, like I'll literally just go into it, load up an, a cool sounding instrument and just have a play. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like actually make a riff that's like amazing, or yeah. like really emotive or whatever it is. And yeah. that becomes a song later on or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, just having jam sessions where you're like just being in the moment and actually playing an instrument basically because yeah. that's what it is. It just happens to be digital. But um, yeah. Yeah, in terms of in Ableton, not not necessary. Have you got Max for Live? Uh, I downloaded a couple of things recently because a friend showed me one or two things, but yeah. I'm kind of on the train now where I'm like comfortable with all my VSTs and yeah, everything yeah. you add into it, it's a whole other thing you have to learn, yeah. and that's time that you're not producing. Yeah. So I'm all for getting new plugins, and whenever yeah. my friend shows me a plugin that's amazing, like I'll get it because... <laughs> I see the actual value of it. Yeah, yeah. But whenever, yeah, someone's like, oh, have you tried this extra thing? I'm like, no, I really try not to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is it, do you mainly use Ableton stuff then? Like, is it... Sort oh, of no, I've got heaps, got heaps of plugins. Yeah, yeah, any, yeah. Any uh, sort of favourites, I guess? Sauce fat. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> no, but it's actually... Do you really, actually use it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but a like, little bit. Yeah, that's just it. Slightly, like, yeah. yeah, 20% kind of thing. Yeah, not yeah. even that, you know, like like snares and main synths and things like that. It really does, like, it's a, you know, fattens it, but in a wide kind of way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just the like the simplification of, like, one knob tools and things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a really cool thing by... Uh, it's not ProQ. What's the mother company of that? Like, the I... Guys I uh, fad filter. Yeah, I believe, yeah, they released a um a free little like delay um like frequency shifter or something it's called. Yeah. And been loving that. It's just a delay, but it adds yeah. like a little frequency shifter element. And they've got two oh, really? delays. Yeah, one's like a real complex one and one's probably what the one. Yeah, there's like six about. knobs on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But entirely free to download and I've been using that yeah. a lot recently on drums and things. Yeah. It's like you've got one eight bar loop and you use that on just some hats or something. And uh, yeah, just the, add the little frequency shifter, but it's like a hard, dry, wet. Then it will, it will just change the whole like because it adds this live kind of element to that eight bar loop, so it's not this stagnant like robotic thing. Yeah, yeah. It adds this, you know, this thing that's happening the whole way through it, and you yeah. can either just copy that LFO to the next one, yeah, or change it around again, and and then boom, it's a completely new. And because yeah. that's the thing is like it's the really small things that can make it live. Like, yeah. Like add, adding a groove to it. That's been yeah. a huge thing for me. I'm a very logical person. Yeah. So, and you know, you only use just the the things on the very side of Ableton. I don't know what you call it, but you just add I think it's called, yeah, it's like the master, like, delay. It's the thing that moves it either yeah. backwards or forwards. Pretty much, track. yeah. Yeah. I love using that. Yeah. So dude, powerful. That's it. Like, if you're not using it, use it. That's it. <laughs> like, know? that's what Mr. Carmack is, you yeah. know? He literally dumps audio samples on a track. Yeah. Obviously, he's pretty good at mixing and stuff. But he just uses that stuff or the groove pool or whatever. Yeah. And that's why his songs are groove so banging because well, it yeah. makes you like get in the groove. So it's like, it doesn't Level matter. Level 99 drum groove. That's it. Right. <laughs> doesn't matter how good how good your sounds are and how good your mixing is. If yeah. it doesn't have that live element that makes you want to boogie, 
It doesn't matter. Like, it, it, yeah. it, do, it doesn't let you express any emotions. Yeah. Um, there's a really cool Max for Live tool, just the LFO MIDI tool. Have yep. you seen that one? And you can you can basically map the LFO to anything in Ableton to, yep. to automate it. So I use it on a lot of, like, um, filter cutoffs and just make it move, like, 1%, 2%. Oh, yeah. So it's just it's never quite hitting that same exact note. Like, it's always slightly... You know, the filter's, like, just a little bit closed yeah. or open, like, just and to give a little bit of variation. Yeah. yeah. And then you can obviously change the LFO shape and yeah. and everything. So well, yeah, um, that's a really that. cool one that I love in Max for Live, yeah. Yeah, LFO tool is really good, which is yeah. Steve just, Duder again. Just for sidechaining and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, like, yeah, more... It's cleaner than just a sidechain, I find, as well. Yeah. So, but it's just adding... You know, you can have this really cool main synth or whatever. If it's consistent, not, not like a stabby sound. Yeah like evolving or whatever, you just add an LFO tool to it, like go through some of the presets and then mess with some of the cutoff or whatever. And all of a sudden you've got this brand new sound, son. Yeah. That sounds sick. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. That's the... awesome. Yeah. That's what I love using, um, using plugins and things like not as they're intended to be used, like yeah. using them for, you know, well maybe I suppose that is what it's intended to do, but like using a little bit more creatively to, to give movement or, or, you know, like just chucking a chord generator on and then, putting an arpeggiator after it and then playing with the chord. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause you're using two things in sequence to totally change or even come up with a melody. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what other plugins are you liking then that, that I mean, are, that aren't Ableton or yeah. synths maybe let's go with synths. Yeah. I still love massive dude. Still yeah. Love massive. Yeah. Like, massive. So, so have you checked out massive X yet? I have, and I haven't seen good things. Like, I haven't used it personally, but yeah. I haven't seen good things. Everyone just says it's a step back pretty much. But Yeah, I've seen, I, I saw a few things on it where people were like, this is terrible. Like, yeah. like, like some, some things, like someone was saying something about um, if you go to change the voicing in the sensor, instead of being like one voice, you have two or three or four or yeah. however many. Yeah. It's like you could only change it for both of the oscillators. Oh, really? That you couldn't do it individually oh, on each yeah, oscillator. Yeah. And it's like... Man, like that, because if you've got one that's playing a low subby sound yeah, and one's playing high, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to spread your sub and it's like, oh, that's not going to work very well. So, yeah, I suppose they've probably got to tinker with it a bit. Yeah. But, and that's um, why I like, like, you know, Massive is definitely not as clean as Serum and I still use Serum for some stuff, but you can get some different kind of sounds out of it. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing is, man, I've been playing with a lot of like stock Ableton stuff as well. Some of the instruments yeah. you get, like, oh uh, yeah, like you know, you can manipulate anything to become anything else, and that's yeah. part of the fascination and also scariness of producing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, you use a frequency shifter and then yeah, an arpeggiator and this and that, and you stack it on top of each other, and all of a sudden you've got this brand new sound, which sounds yeah. like this really nice heavy dubstep sound. Yeah. And people are like, how'd you make that? I'm like, actually, <laughs> it's a stock Ableton thing that I just yeah, kind of worked yeah. on and was like, oh yeah, that'll do just to play it. Yeah. And then you process it later or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? So Yeah. Yeah, I know heaps of people who like just use Ableton, you know, plug in like operator. Yeah. It's like Oh yeah, super operator's powerful. very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially for I haven't played around with are you on Ableton um Ten. No, yeah, I really should upgrade. Mine. But and should just beta test. That's what I do. I do beta testing. Is it, for it. is it still like live to get that? Oh, I don't know. All oh, right. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but, but it's I, got all the same functionality, or yeah, yeah. Well, it's new stuff that people don't have yet. They, right. They do like every now and again. I'll open up Ableton and it'll start downloading an update. Oh, okay. Just automatically open like downloads it. Um, and then when you see that, you can go. You get an email and they tell you what they've changed like bug fixes new features um and the idea is that you use it and 
send them feedback and stuff. So yeah, yeah it's um yeah, it's cool, but sometimes it's annoying because like something will get used to something. Yeah, or, or it'll like all of a sudden like a feature will change and it's like well, what's going on here? And you like have to like you like have to stop and sort of go to the email and go, what are they? What's yeah. going on with that automation? Like you know, like um, so it's handy because sometimes there's like some cool stuff and you're like, oh, that's really cool, and like I can email them and actually say, oh, you guys should try this. You know, like give them feedback, sort of thing. Um, and yeah, they sort of yeah will listen, I guess, because you're testing Dude, it for them. It's the most innovative program in the world. Yeah, and the developers as well. Like I don't know if it's German or something, but somewhere in Europe, but sure, like they yeah. just have their shit together. Because yeah, I use Premiere Pro for editing. And just tiny things, like there's a bunch of tiny things, like if I want to copy an effect to another video clip, then I have to go click, 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 copy, and then paste, and you have to yeah. click it in order, yeah. but you can't just group the effects and then mm. copy them. Anyway, like that's one small thing, but there's hundreds of them that Ableton is just like, because I'm used to that, I go to Premiere and I'm like, oh, this is cancer, man, you know? And yeah. it's like, surely someone has sent you an email and be like, hey, this is trash, and yeah. like it wouldn't take you a couple of lines. So user-friendly yeah. um, Ableton, yeah. I think one of the features too, even like I emailed them about typable automation values. Yeah. So you could like double click and actually put. Oh yeah. I wanted it this point to be. Yeah. You know, like 120. Or, uh, you know. And that's in there now, isn't it? Like. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I think they're already developing it. Oh, right. When I when I emailed them, but like, still, like I emailed I emailed them and the guy um, replied back and he's like, yeah, I was telling them that they should have this as well, but I'll forward your email on and hopefully it'll happen. And then nice. it was like. A week later, it came out, and I was like, "Oh well, I guess they already Thanks, had it." In de- no, well, they already <laughs> they already had it in development. Obviously, they wouldn't have just come up with it a week later. But um, yeah, it's. But um, they actually listen, and that's the thing is like I hear yeah. so many complaints about Spotify because it's like and just other things like that where it's yeah. like like even Google, man. I, I come across things on Google. Yeah. I'm like, really? That's a thing that's like yeah. from like one of the biggest companies in the world, and it's like, yes, it actually is. But then it's like, why yeah. isn't anyone all over that? But Ableton is like, oh yes, of course we will fix that for you immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want this to be the best program. I don't know what, what accent it is. Yeah, <laughs> wherever they're from, whatever accent that is, and yeah. wherever they're actually from. Um, do you use much native instruments? Instruments stuff like so. You said you use massive. Yeah. Is there anything else that you use in there? Because I've got complete ten. So yeah, I so use a lot of their stuff as well. Played with that on James's computer because <laughs> yeah, EVO shout out. He's got every plug in under the sun. Yeah. Uh, and he's yeah fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He's always always about that like finding new showing plugins. you yeah yeah. Uh, but again, because I'm on that more in that like minimal vibe, I'm like I don't want to yeah. see it because. But then yeah, yeah. I haven't played with it on his computer, and you come up with a sound that you've never heard before, and you're like, and you're like, no, I need to get sun. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. it's like what is it like 20 gigs or something like it's it's huge yeah yeah program. it's like, huge well it just depends because i see a lot of the um com- the native instruments like instruments are sampled so they'll have like you know like for one note on the key they'll have like 10 velocities and that they will have recorded oh, okay, for right. it like actually recorded, oh, why, okay, and then they'll sense. also have 10 different versions of how long the note goes for. So they've got so many, like, actually sample files that it's, like, huge. So some of them you can choose not to install if you're not going to, like, use it because it's, like, well, that sample library is, like, two gig. So, you know, just for the one piano. It's just, like, well, there's, like, five different pianos in there. I'm going to install them all, see which one is the best that I like out of them, and then uninstall the others because it's just, like, some of the instruments are just... The sample libraries are just huge. And they're all live sounding and everything. Yeah, it's really Yeah, so some of them stuff. are like, yeah, it's like a full sampled instrument. They've sat yeah. there and gone, ding, 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 oh my God. ding. You know, and so when you do the velocities, it's like all fully sampled. But yeah. 
yeah, it's it, you still have all that functionality there. Um, but two really cool plugins that I love, and you probably go play with them now and be like, oh, I need to get these. <laughs> um, Contour, yeah, which is Native Instruments, which is an FM, um, free, you know, frequency modulation yeah. um, synth, uh, and Rounds, which is like a, it's kind of like a sequencer, funny. They're, they're really like different synths. Um, so the FM one is, yeah, there's some really cool sounds that you can get. And then they've even got like a, an, like a macro, you've got four macros then, which, you know, can control as many parameters as you want. And then it's, but those macros then can be assigned to like an LFO that you can customize. Okay. So it can actually move all the macros just within the scene. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's heaps of cool stuff, um, in those ones, but have you, have you used any, any of those? those? No. No, they're. Not many people do or have used them um, because, like, they're kind of, like, extra sort of things. When I'm looking for something different or something, like, a bit out there, I'll open those up and, like, chuck them in and go, oh, that's a cool little But that's really thing. cool because, like, if no one else is using them, then you yeah. have some unique stuff that you're going to Yeah, heaps of people don't use them and, uh, man, I don't know why they're so... Like, some of the sounds you can get from Contour is just, like, there's like flutes, like pan flutes and stuff. Yeah. They sound like real pan flutes. Yeah, you know? that's, like, that's the good like shit for dubstep. real instruments and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, sold me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done. Contour. Got to find it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like one of those extra ones that they sort of just brought out when Complete 10 came out. So I feel like unless you've got Complete 9 or 10 when I think they came out, you probably, most people would just buy them because it's like, yeah, I'll just go with Massive or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, have you got any releases coming up? What yeah, so I've got these two Some remixes that, that I've worked on. One yep. of them's Monty Hypnotize, which is a drum and bass track, which I've turned into a dubstep 140 track. Yeah, cool. Um, and the other one is, like, the like a really, really classic huge dubstep tune, which I'm kind of scared to tackle and release, but uh, I'm going to drop it anyway because I've got such a big, uh, big, you know, response from one of my last remixes, and it's um, SPMC and LX1 Hunted. I doubt anyone that listens to this podcast would, will have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, some 2010, 2011 kind of dubstep and it's still like, you know, anyone plays that song and you're going to see me bass face and jumping around like a maniac, yeah. basically. Loving it. Um, but yeah, I've made a remix of that and so those two are coming out. But other than that, I'm really trying to find some homes for, uh, yeah, this album and a few EPs that I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, but Artist Intelligence Agency, they're, I'm like making good friends with them. So I've had five or so releases with them now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, the my last one just came out just the other day, Twisted Scary Creatures. Twisted it's a bit heavier than creatures. I kind yeah, of yeah. really like now. It's kind of interesting because, like, by the time the song gets to the air, it's, like, a year and a half old. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, here it is. But, like, eh, it's, like, don't, you know, it's not even you. Like, don't yeah, listen. Yeah. It's not as good as I can make, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of funny. But, yeah, definitely going to try and start uh, releasing much more regularly cause, because I'm sitting on so much stuff. I actually yeah. have to get it out now. Yeah. You know? I was so, just going to sit there and, pretty much. and go stale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about gigs? Any 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 gigs coming up before you head overseas? Uh, yeah, so one more at SAFE, uh, yep. Doe's first birthday, which I'm sure she will talk to you about after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I don't know when this podcast is out. But Me neither, yeah. I haven't figured it out. prior to then. Because I'm doing <laughs> like a it. heap of ones in this one week. I'm yeah. going to like record them all and figure yeah. out what order they should be in. Like yeah. do people have things coming up that we talk about that, you know, yeah. need to be on there. So I don't even know when these are going to come out yet. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it might have passed by now. It might be like, you know, 
faffing around at, at Shambhala, but um, yeah, but yeah, if it's if it's not, then like yeah, it's a really good community there. So even yeah. if you're not super into that kind of bass music, it's a really fun kind of night to go to, especially even the local nights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I uh, maybe have a few gigs lined up overseas. Uh, oh, cool! One in London as well. Yeah, awesome. Uh, again, don't want to reveal too much because nothing's like hundred percent set in yeah, stone. Yeah, yeah. But maybe playing all festival as well. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, definitely got some good stuff coming up, and yeah, towards the end of this year as well, got some spicy things locked yeah. in as well, which I can't really talk about, but yeah, should go well with. We'll hush the, hush. Yeah, you can tell me afterwards. Oh, maybe <laughs> we'll see how lucky you are. What about the podcast? Have you got like what guests? Have you got any cool ones coming up that you've you know recorded already? Like any ones that you like were like oh that was gold or yeah. So it's funny because pretty much every guest we. We, that comes on we think that it is gold yeah yeah and so sometimes it will get a small response or it will get a really big response yeah. but it's cool because and i'm sure you get this as well like most people that you ask on the podcast say yes you know which yeah, is really yeah. cool so yeah we you know ask starting to ask like larger caliber guests and guests that actually have some like significance not to say that our other guests don't but like you know some kind of like scientific like record where they've actually published an, an article in a yeah, yeah. you know journal or something and they say yes or whatever. So, yeah, there's some really cool stuff coming up with that as well. And they're yeah. starting to approach, like, you know, larger caliber guests. Bigger and, people. Yeah, they're yeah. all saying yes as well, which is really, really cool. Any, any so. sponsors hitting you up yet? Trying to get on the, get on board? Or? Yeah, so, look, we are partnering uh, with a couple of people as well. Um, and, yeah, so the, this cast box thing is really starting to take off for us. Yeah, and, yeah. and on that live element, people can tip you. Oh, uh, okay, which is that's really cool. cool. So that yeah, they cool. tip you in like little gold or little thumbs up, which is worth a particular amount of money or whatever, and yeah, you can literally yeah. cash that in for money. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're not going to take on specific sponsorships unless it's by actual brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah, again, a, a couple of talks in the works there, but um, yeah, because otherwise it's like ten dollars per thousand viewers or something, which is just yeah, nothing yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, we really want to work with brands that are actually making a difference, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Under the whole conscious banner as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, I love watching, like, listening to the show. And, and I mean, like, your episodes, for anyone who wants to check it out, they're, like, maybe 30 minutes. We try to keep under 30 minutes for yeah. the moment, so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny with that. You've got to be, like, right on topic, I suppose. Like, you know, you can't you can't really have too much fluff in there where you just go off topic for too long. It's funny because it flies by and you look down and you're like, know. oh, we got two minutes left. Um, what are your hot tips, you know? Yeah. So. That's what I feel like it's, you know, like, with the, with this show, like, people... A lot of people come in and go, oh, I don't know, oh, an hour and a half. I don't know if I can talk for an hour and a half. And you're like, yeah, oh, you can. Oh, you can. Like, oh, you can. <laughs> if it's something, you know, that they know about, which it's them. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like, and then, yeah, I find every time I finish the podcast, they're like, how long was that? Oh, like, you know, however long it is, an hour yeah. and a half, whatever. And they're like, really? Yeah. Talk, like 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But, um. Yeah, I think it would be... I think I would find it harder doing a short podcast. So where it came from is literally just the record limit on my camera, even though it's a fucking $5,000 camera, is like is like twenty nine, like 50 or whatever. So, yeah. But yeah, just to keep it for our audience currently, I think that's a good like piece of yeah. bite-like content. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, any more than that, it's like for where we're at kind of thing, I think, you know, also respecting Dan and myself's time, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Cool, this has been great, leave now. <laughs> no, that, yeah. that's really rude, but you know, like... Yeah, we've we've all got heaps of kind of stuff to do. And yeah, that's it. Even for people, and I think do. it's you probably get traction a lot quicker with the shorter episodes. Like you know, someone can listen to a whole episode on a short car ride. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, if you're doing longer ones, it's like, oh, I can't. 
like going to listen to a little portion of this and yeah. you don't even know if they're going to you know talk about anything you're interested in if it's That's that small it. portion you know like because sometimes the first five ten minutes is is just fluff and then the yeah. next 20 minutes is like hard hitting deep ass stuff yeah. but yeah and then you know if you don't listen past the first five minutes you're like, oh yeah the podcast is pretty bad it's like no but mate you didn't get to be you told. didn't get the good stuff yeah <laughs> but, yeah that's what, what i find with this like after about and it's funny because yours only goes for about that 20 minutes, half hour sort of time slot. I find people like um, their guard comes down at about that 20 minutes, yeah. half hour <laughs> like thing. And that's probably why you get so much gold after the episode. Yeah, um, yeah I find like people, there's, there's always like a point in like these episodes where it's like, oh, that's where it is where they became, you know, where the, the yeah. guard came down when you just hear them say something and they're like, Oh, there it is. That was the moment, yeah. you know, when they became comfortable and then, you know, started saying things that maybe they wouldn't have planned to say. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to uh, uh, get just people in trouble. People to, like, Not that I'm say, trying to like, get people in trouble, <laughs> but... themselves. No, nah, but, uh, you know, like like I said, we got into physics, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, with the Marxer the other day, and it's like, uh, I bet she didn't plan to come on here and talk about physics. No, exactly. Yeah, no, no like, which is cool. And I love finding out about, like, other things that people are interested, like, Apart from music, because like it pieces together the story, and that's yeah, and you really don't get important. to see that a lot with um, you know, music, you know, people in the dance music industry. Like, yeah. I don't know, I've, uh, I think the only time I've seen something kind of like that was probably when Dead Mouse was on Joe Rogan, um, and you know, you find out heaps of little things. Like he was one of the developers for FL Studio. Like I didn't know. Oh that. wow! Who's really? one of the coders, like developers for it? Stop it! Yeah, you should Jesus. watch that episode. It's yeah. a pretty good episode with Rogan. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, so he that and that's how he sort of started in music was. So there's one huge one uh, by Sam Matlar. Oh yeah, no, I watch that all the time. But uh, w- watch it. Is it? Uh, listen to it. Oh sorry. okay, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah oh, listen to it. Yeah, yeah, because I've I've known Sam. Well, I've known Sam since he brought out his first workflow book. True. Um. And yeah, it was just, yeah, so I've listened to all of them, yeah. But he hasn't been releasing recently. No, I haven't seen any um, recently. He was working on another project, um, but I think he scrapped that. Um, but that was a bit more of a, yeah. Sort of but there's a couple of podcasts, and like one's called The Mastering Show or whatever, and they just talk about really technical kind of stuff yeah. or whatever. But I do like this more all-encompassing thing, and I think there's yeah. a good gap in the market, which is why it's... Yeah, really I like talking about the other you know? stuff. So, yeah, yeah. You know, technical stuff's important, and we talk yeah. about some real nerdy Yeah, stuff, yeah, that's you know? it, yeah. But, um, yeah, it is important to kind of, like, you know, hear all the rest of it. And the whys, you're so right. It's like, if you ask a person why five yeah. times and whatever they're talking about, it's like, you really get to some deep stuff. And more often than not, that person hasn't actually even thought those five whys deep. And, like, yeah, exactly. I guess this is why I'm producing music, you yeah. know, because my dad never loved me or whatever it is. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I haven't found that one yet. No one said that yet, but we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, it's so true, like, and, you know, like, people are passionate about other things as well, you know. It's yeah. like, with me, I'm not just passionate about music. i got, other, you know, yeah. like, nutrition and, yeah. and, you know, self-development stuff and science and technology. Like, I love all that stuff and... Even like talking yesterday or the other day with um, Avaksa about physics, I was like, I haven't heard of this theory yet. I'm yeah. going to go home and what, you know, and went home and watched like, you know, a little bit about, um, you know, what she was talking about. And so, yeah, it's cool to, to see the other sides of things. And like social media, you don't get to see that kind of stuff. No. Like, and this is why the Riser podcast is, you know, so prominent right now mm. because, yeah. You get to really get to know a person and also what they're an expert in and learn from yeah. them, but also, yeah, just like learn a different perspective, which is, yeah, the yeah, the day of information that we're in is fantastic. It's very unfortunate that the higher 
amount of the population is just using that information to scroll through like trash and Instagram that yeah. they compare themselves to. That and this is why yeah you have to really filter the media that comes into you because yeah if you don't not listen to specific podcasts and following specific subreddits on Reddit or whatever like yeah. then you're never really going to get good information you're yeah you keep getting the same trash that makes you feel worse. Yeah, and there's so, so much of that good information out there now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just finding. You do it. have to dig for it though. A little yeah, bit yeah, thing, so. that's it. And then there's people who are trying to like pose as if they've got the information and just to make some. Which coin. are also everywhere. Yeah, there's yeah. this online course <laughs> thing. You know, there's obviously huge margins on online courses, and yeah. I'm thinking about creating an online course myself as well. Yeah, but pretty much, you know, every second Instagram ad because I'm into business and stuff. Because obviously Instagram listens to like, hey, I'm 18 and I've made 40 billion dollars. Look at my Ferrari that I rented yeah. behind me. Swipe up and find out why I'm dope. And it's like, fuck off, kid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I see that everywhere as well. And it's like, even though I'm smart enough to be like, this is cancer, like this is obviously yeah. nothing, there'd be a bunch of people who like, I want to know how to make money from home, so I'm going to follow and buy this yeah. like $2,000 online course from this kid that's going to string yeah. you along and not give you actually anything. It's like, yeah. so that's everywhere as well, which is, yeah, kind of. I reckon if you're going to do something like, if you want to do that kind of stuff, you're better off getting an Audible subscription. Yeah. Or just listening to like really good audio books. And you can see the reviews. Yeah, yeah, you can see what people think about it. <laughs> the hardest 40 minutes of my month is uh, choosing a book to listen to. Yeah, I know. It's like one, one thing per month or whatever. And, you know, my friend Dan, who's a part of the podcast, yeah. he's like, man, stuff it. You can get three for like $33 or something. And he just buys three like once every two weeks and crushes through them. Every time I see him, he's like, yeah, I just listen to four new pod- audio books. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, because yeah. I listen to podcasts as well. It's like, you know, I do listen to different Yeah, that's of- it. I've got a few credits saved up, but just because yeah. like I used, because I used to be like doing more groundsman stuff at work. I used yeah. to have heaps of time oh, I was yeah, by myself. Yeah. I could just listen, like, you know, awesome. just listen to a whole book in a day easy. Yeah. Like, but now I'm sort of doing a bit more admin stuff. So I'm like on a computer oh, inside. Gotta, so it's focus. like, I gotta, yeah, I got to focus. I can't just, just can't just sit on the right on my uh, for three hours going, turning left. Uh, yeah. Turning left. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I need to get back into some of that. Do you have any like um what kind of what podcasts do you listen to? Yeah, so Rich Roll is huge. Yeah. Uh he's plant based and he has mostly um yeah, like vegan guests on and yeah. but uh more often than not it's not just that, it's like doctors and, and yeah, people that have yeah. really discovered something amazing. Yeah. And yeah, he goes like three or four hours with them pretty much. Yeah. You know, you have to listen to it on one point five or two to like speed unless uh, you know, unless you like don't have yeah. anything to get done. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like that's a really huge one. Um, on it, which is Aubrey Marcus's podcast. Yeah, I've got uh, Alpha Brain sitting here. I love Aubrey Marcus. Shout out to On It. <laughs> Send us some free shit. Well, no, well, yeah, it's way way too expensive though, which is why I buy other supplements. Yeah. Um, and also Carl Kingsbury podcast, which is under the On It brand as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a really really good one. Uh, man, I could just scroll through my phone. Oh, the Metaminds podcast. I don't know if you've heard. Oh of that. yeah, really I've seen. One. I've seen that. I mean, it looks alright. <laughs> They're right, kind of really but... egotistical, but they have yeah, really, yeah. some good info. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many man, and like yeah, I mean like Joe Rogan, I prefer to watch that stuff. Yeah. And also like there's maybe only one in like fifteen that I'm actually genuinely interested in, you know. Because he's got so many, like, he pumps them out so so regularly. I don't care about MMA, you know, but it's like if Graham Hancock's on there or something, I'm like, I'm there for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, that's... Have um, you heard the new one with Bob Lazar or Bob Lazar? He should just call him, they should uh, just call him Bob Lazar. He's, um, is he like conspiracy theorist? Well, he he apparently worked worked there. I listened like 30 minutes of it. Um, Because he's got, there's the documentary on Netflix and I tried to watch that last night and... The podcast is way better than the, doc- the oh, documentary. Really? Like drags on, like it keeps going over the same things, and it's like, 
Uh, whereas, like, on the podcast, he sort of at least asks direct, yeah, specific like, really questions. He's like, I want to know exactly about, about this. this. Like, you know, he, yeah. he knows what he wants to know about. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the podcast, uh, sorry, the um, the Netflix doco, it's a bit like, uh, people were hounding me. And it goes on, like, you know, yeah. 20 minutes to explain something that happens in, like, five minutes yeah. on, on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I, that one's actually pretty interesting because, I mean, I don't I don't really get into conspiracy stuff much. Do you? Do you follow any of that yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah, like, you know, but it's like, oh, here's the deepest conspiracy of them all. It's like, what if conspiracy theory is just a, you know, um, oh, what's the word? Like, I can't think of it exactly, but it's essentially like, you know, conditioning our narrative to think that those people are crazy. You know, like yeah. anti-vaxxers. Like, I don't know much about actual vaccination and stuff, yeah. but we don't actually know a lot of this science of exactly what it, what it is doing. And so what if anti-vaxxers is a term created to say that people that are against vaccinations are crazy? You know, that's just yeah. propaganda, basically. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I like to question everything. And that's yeah. why, you know, conspiracy theory is maybe not a term that I like to yeah. to use. But there are a lot of things that don't make sense in this world. Yeah. And like, you know, listening to that guy talk for like three hours or whatever on that subject, it's yeah. like, man, I've never heard anything like this before in my, in my life. And yeah. I'm like... There's no way I don't have any evidence against it, so yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't like to call them conspiracy theories, but it's yeah, like yeah. Man, anything's possible, and the fact is we don't know shit. Like yeah. in, in terms in the it, like whole picture as humans, we really don't know very much at all, man. And yeah, there's a lot of experimenting to do to actually figure out this stuff. And yeah, so yeah, I'm open to all possibilities, and I question everything, and that that's very very huge. I yeah, think, you know. So I really want to. You just reminded me. I really want to um, touch on because. I think it was in one of your like really early episodes of the podcast where you gave your definition of what consciousness consciousness is. Yeah. Um, can you pull that from your brain right now? Absolutely. What you think so, it is? Because I remember hearing it, and I can't remember what I thought, but I thought what you said. I had like a little bit of an extension onto that as yeah. to like to build off it, but yeah, see if I can remember what I was. This is really funny, man, because we just covered this in a deeper topic on a podcast that's coming out in a couple of weeks. It's yep. called "What's the Point." Yeah, uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll probably be out by the time this is out. So yep. go and look that up for anyone. Um, we dive into this deeper, and it was actually you that made me question my definition of it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so yeah, and it's not my definition of consciousness, but my what is the point of life? And I yeah. think the point of life is simply to experience consciousness in the present moment. Yeah. So when you think about it like that, we are all actually fulfilling our purpose. Yeah. You know? Like right now, me and you, we are experiencing consciousness and that's yeah. the reason that we are on this planet because yeah, like, so that's us like fulfilling our purpose and everything on top of that is meaning that we've applied to life basically. Yeah. That's the most logical base layer way that I can look at it. Because if you think about it in the real grand scheme of things, you know, we're made up of billions of microbiome, like billions of different creatures yeah. inside of our stomach. Like, yeah try and just like think of that for a minute yeah what if we're one of billions of microbiome in another animal and then that's one of billions of microbiome in another animal we just don't know how big it goes we think that we're on a planet in space but like what what the fuck do we know you know yeah. <laughs> little ants basically yeah yeah and so yeah i think we're all fulfilling our purpose and everything else is applied meaning essentially um, yeah which is important where we're creatures of meaning yeah but um yeah as long as you realize that it's like you know I have to become a, a musician and entrepreneur. That's yeah. my point of life. It's like, no, man. Your point is just, just to be, basically. I think that the point is to figure out the best way for you to experience that consciousness. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like an experiment. It's like, how do I figure out the best way for me to experience my consciousness that, that I would, you know, yeah. enjoy? And that's why I think why, for me, there's always a huge question. It's like, 
Why did I feel like that? Why did I do that? Um, why was last night, why did I have so much fun? Like, yeah. Was it the mates that were around? Was it, or was it the cocaine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or was it because I ate before I went out? Yeah. Or was it because I only drank beer? Or yeah. was, you know, there's so many things that it could be. So, like, I always think of things like an experiment, you know, like an experiment. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I used to be into research um, at uni and stuff. And so it's like, I love just experimenting with my... And I suppose that's what, like, self-development and, you know, like you're talking about, like, self-growth is kind of is experimenting. Yeah. Figuring out what works best for you, like how do you learn best, you know? Or Dude, how I've, do you... I've experimented with maybe like forty or fifty different like supplements. Probably yeah. like half of the things on the back of that alpha yeah. brain thing. Like I've experimented with that particular thing Just individually. Individually, yeah. Um, and like whether this is true or not, I think that I am very uh, like have a very acute sense of how things affect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I've definitely you know I found like three or four of them that literally like change my life on a day to day basis. Yeah. Um, and yeah, take them intimately and based on the situation that I'm going into basically. So what do you take then? Let's, let's, I want to hear some of the okay, supplements so, and stuff. Do you know them off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah. one of the biggest ones right now that yeah. is really life-changing and if you have depression or anxiety or any of these different things, you really need to look into N-acetylcysteine. Yeah. Uh, it's, you can get it in powder form. It's really cheap actually. Tastes and smells like cat piss or say that so you really have to down it or you just buy it in capsules which is obviously like 15 times yeah. the price. Uh, and to get deep here, it's a precursor to glutathione, yep. um, which essentially helps uh, dopamine and serotonin like reproduce and it protects yep. it in the brain. Yep. Um, so it's a it's a very strong like um, anti inflammatory, uh, not anti inflammatory, um, uh, anti. Oh, I can't think of the word now. Um, what does it do? And uh, not anti inflammatory. It's anti something. But anyway, it's it's an amino acid and. Yep. Um, and yeah, so it's just an amino acid that you take and, and yeah. man, it really just makes you like this calm, focused, attentive, like, yeah. but yeah, it's just like, there's a whole bunch of different things. And also ginkgo biloba, yeah. uh, just a tr- it's just a tree root, basically. Yeah. Ashwagandha is one of my favorites recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole subreddit, No Tropics on Reddit, and you yeah. can learn a lot about stuff there. Have you ever take mu- taken much uh, lion's mane? I haven't mushroom? actually tried that, no. <laughs> oh, man. Good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got some and, you know, I take that and it makes me, it just sort of like, it feels like it pulls a fog out of your brain. Oh, yeah. You know that feeling, like, you know, yeah. you get that with heaps of supplements, but um, yeah, but really you, good. And it's the one, I only got onto that from a Rogan podcast. With, oh, yeah. Um, Stamets. Oh, yeah, Paul Stamets. Yeah. Paul Stamets, yeah. He yeah, was talking about, about that. And he was saying that that's like the one they have the most like proper clinical research yeah. evidence for that like it, it's neuroprotective, so it helps prevent uh like alzheimer's and stuff oh, yeah nice um you know removing plaques and things like that yeah um, yeah really cool um, but the other thing is um like i take a greens powder every day yeah which has like 80 different ingredients including probiotics and blah blah blah, blah. yeah, also yeah. a couple of different mushrooms like shiitake and stuff like that in it yeah um and also been getting into hydrogen water recently mm. which what's you, you what's hydrogen that. water i've never heard of that uh hydrogen is essentially the um smallest uh known uh what's the word like not Adam. Uh, oh, it's an element. Element. Yeah. Hydrogen, yeah. One, uh, one, it's a uh, very strong neutral. anti-inflammatory, and so it essentially yep. infuses the water with um, with hydrogen. And so the smallest anti-inflammatory that we know of is like curcumin, and so hydrogen is about 100 times smaller than curcumin, yep. so it essentially like, can get into all the nooks and crannies of your yep. body, break through the blood-brain barrier, um, and do a lot of anti-inflammatory stuff, um, which is basically everything that we do. We're drinking beer right now. That's yeah. going to inflame our, our <laughs> Yeah, basically. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everything happens in the gut. 
And so, yeah, hydrogen water, it essentially just infuses the water with hydrogen yep. and a few other things, as well as taking out um, all the other chemicals that our water has in it, unfortunately, through the government. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you have to drink it pretty quickly because the, ad- the atoms, like, disperse quite quickly. That's what I was going to say, yeah, because it would, um, yeah, it would, it would equal itself out, yeah, equal itself out. Um, but the amount, like, I feel just on top of the world since I've been... Yeah, I've like, never even seen or heard of that. Like, yeah, it's going to get really huge really soon. Like, Where do you get that from? Like, it's a filter that... that um, okay. Yeah, that I purchased. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, so it's... Like, You've got to drink it, like, straight away. It's not like... Not necessarily. If it's in a particular type of container, it can stick around yeah, a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, I mean, I try and drink it pretty... pretty quickly, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Um, but... Yeah, for anyone out there who's wondering what curcumin is, that's what's in uh, turmeric. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just we're just talking about it like we, you know, it's just I have general a weird conversation. Thing and I'm going to call you out on it. Yeah, get um, on turmeric because that's how it's turmeric. Sorry, it so it's not turmeric. Well, every, yeah, everyone <laughs> says like almost the the number two and then turmeric. Yes, yeah, turmeric. And every person I call out is I'm like, yeah, it's just that it's uh, turmeric though, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, no, no. Sorry, the, it's the other way around. Everyone Which says everyone it? says turmeric. Yeah, yeah. It's actually turmeric. Yeah, yeah. There's no okay. e on the end of it. Yeah, right, turn. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's anyway, just a stupid thing that I'm obsessed with. I'm like, Actually, <laughs> pronunciation. Right, just so you know, yeah. <laughs> That's like I said to. Uh, <laughs> I called Avaxa Avaxa. Yeah, I've been, doing that, like, I've been doing that for a year and a half, man. And she's I was like, like, so how did you come up with the name Avaxa? And she's like, well, first of all, it's, it's Avaxa. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, sorry. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that was, um, yeah, the pronunciation of stuff. And it's so funny, like, even um, Brent Brandon was on the show. Yeah. I was like, man, how do you say Shinobi Ray? Yeah. Like, because, like, how it was spelled, and he used to have, like, a question mark yeah, in there yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it's... um. I'm glad he made that a little bit simpler because it's like... Uh, it used to be a nightmare to try and tag him in Yeah, anything. that's it. Dude, like, and whenever I tried to find him on SoundCloud, I just couldn't find it. I'm like, yeah. this is why you I'm like, it. I already follow you, but I still can't find you yeah. on SoundCloud. This so, is why I'm yeah. so lucky that my name's Nomia, man, because... Yeah. Five Real individual. Type it onto SoundCloud and you'll find it and that's it. You what know, about so. Google? Do you come... You, are you the first that's one That's a good question. I haven't tried that. We'll have to try that later. Yeah. I actually just found out that I've actually got a Google profile now. Oh, nice. Because my name's that unique, you know, no one else oh, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then obviously I've got like tracks out and stuff. So it's like, and I could claim it. So I can actually put posts on the top that'll show up at the top of Google nice. now if you Google me, which is awesome. The only other thing that comes up is King Coil mattresses. Oh, really? Because yeah, it's King Koi, like, you know. you just got your own mattress company that you're not talking <laughs> yeah. about. You're like, no, that's not me, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I need a new mattress. So uh, King Coil, if you if yeah, anyone yeah. from there is listening, the podcast. Can, you, uh, can you send us a mattress? Send out to sponsors. It's really not uh, related at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not about <laughs> sleep or anything, but um, yeah, no. Um, but to round up that conversation, uh, yeah, no tropics and all these different things for yeah. experimentation is because, yeah, you mentioned that it's about kind of experimenting, and I think that's... yeah. That's fascinating because, yeah, just changing your state of mind and, like, trying to find what's possible is, like, yeah. there's infinite possibilities. And yeah. Consciousness is limitless is something that I, something else that I say. Yeah. Yeah. Finding new supplements that will change your state of mind based on the amino acids that you ingest, basically. is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, like, I've given some alpha brain to people before and some people say, yeah, oh, does nothing. nothing. Yeah. And then some people are like, man, just gave me a headache. Yeah. You know, and then but some then people are like, man, I was, like, sweating. I yeah. felt, like, wired. Like, and I'm like, oh, I got, like. So, yeah, it's I've never actually tried alpha brain. Oh, I'll give you some to to take and try whenever. Yeah, because nice. um, I usually I usually like stock up when it's like Black Friday. So when I've oh, got yeah, like a yeah. big like 40 percent off sale or something, it's like just oh. shipping though. Is it from the US? Is that why? It's yeah, like... it is. Yeah. That's what's expensive, right? Yeah, the shipping. Um, but like you know, if you're gonna get a big order of stuff, yeah. Um, I also like their. Actually, I don't know if I should say this online. 
<laughs> I like their um their melatonin spray, right? Because it's a spray, um, and melatonin's now um, prescription in Australia. Oh, is it really? So to get like you can get homeopathic melatonin, yeah. Which you know, I don't know if you know about homeopathy, where they like they dilute the original chemical and they somehow come up with the theory that when you dilute it, it makes it stronger. Makes it more pure. Oh, okay. No, um, so yeah. So basically, they dilute it and sell it to you as if it it, it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Right, right. In my scientific mind, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But so that's what you can buy the spray of here. But if you want to get like melatonin like tablets and yeah. stuff, it's prescription. Oh now really? Here. What? Yeah. Just that's the last like couple of years they've they've done that, and I don't know why. Um, I probably should look into it, but um, yeah, I just get their melatonin spray because sometimes I have trouble sleeping, so it's like just have it next to my bed, and if I'm like not able to shut my mind off i just have a few you know sprays yeah. um, of that to to help me so well there's a whole lot of, a whole load of other things that are potentially you know like just lights and stuff yeah oh, i know i know there's so many things like so many things but like, um yeah and it's like oh what did you do and i think it's something that's affected me more recently because i used to be out like i said as a groundsman out in the sun all day yeah getting heaps of sun during the day yeah. doing physical work and then I'd go home and be like, oh, I'm ready for yep. bed. Because, you know, because I've got my circadian rhythm has been set properly. Yep. Whereas now I'm sort of like indoors a bit more on a computer. I don't really get the the same. Um, it's crazy how much of a difference thing. it makes. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's something that I, I sort of use for that. So it's it's good. So what's, what, what's next for you? Have you got anything else? New projects, new things. Obviously, you said you've got music coming out. You've got heaps of podcasts banked and going overseas. What, um, any cool, uh, video stuff that you're doing or, or, or cool plans coming up for the future? Yeah. So like always working with heaps of video clients and stuff, which yeah. is pretty cool. Always keeps me going. Yeah. Always like on the grind with everything pretty much. Like you will definitely see me releasing a lot of media everywhere. Pretty much. I'm running like five different Instagrams right now because marketing and stuff. It's yeah. like really a lot to keep on top of basically. Yeah. yeah that'd be Finish yeah. one job, go home and spend an hour just posting on Instagram. And stuff. Man, I, I like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to like keep my stuff afloat. And I was like, when I started the podcast, I'm like, Oh man, I do not want to start another like, yeah. social, you know what I mean? Like, cause I'm just running it all through my own yeah. working clue brand. So I'm like, I do not want to start another Instagram page, another Facebook page, you know, yeah, and have to so post through all of them. Like, like, so I don't envy you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, front, I, I get paid for half of it, which is good. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like when I get, when I get, I should have like most of, well, a lot of this music either lined up or released by the end of this year yeah. and just really going to focus on the Doof scene next year. Yeah. Cause that's where, yeah, the money is. That's where I can actually kind of get some good exposure basically. Yeah. Uh, I've already got my my hand in my finger in a couple of pies and a and yeah so got some good connections in that regard as well which is really cool, um yeah considering moving to Canada because the scene's bigger there or yeah. the UK because I know a lot of people in both of those places yeah. but who knows what'll happen oh, just the po- what happens to the podcast then well that as well is huge There's so it's many like, questions yeah that's it so, so much going on wow that's awesome twenty nineteen seems to be a big year for a lot of people yeah. Like, Lots of people are doing cool stuff. Things are happening for them. So yeah, it's, it's really awesome to see. It's really exciting. Yeah, yeah in, in Brisbane yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. So so um, yeah, really exciting. So how can we find you then online? Yeah. So uh, how do we find Metaminds, Nomia Media, um, and just your Nomia um, like music and stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. All on the audio platforms is Nomia. So SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Nomia Media on Facebook and in, and Instagram. I post you know hybrid like content there of all yep. different kinds. Metaminds on Instagram, it's meta.minds. Come and send us a DM, like, let us know. Like, we really love interacting with people and that's, like, the most fulfilling part of it. Yeah. 
uh, let us know any topics you want to like chat about and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Metamind's on like, we're on like 15 platforms, man. So just type it in anywhere. Just and everywhere. Definitely yeah. find us. I think we're at top of the search results for YouTube and stuff now as yeah, well. Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, we have a little couple of funny skits and stuff there and everything. Yeah. So we are, we are everywhere. You can't not find you us. You can't not find <laughs> us. I like the shirt too, by the way. He's, Thank he's you. He's wearing a Metamind shirt. Get Meta. Get Meta. Yeah. So yeah, we, I'm definitely going to take us around, around overseas and be like, Hey, look, I'm yeah. Mona. I have a podcast. <laughs> I have Listen a podcast. <laughs> so, I'm doing things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, cool. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And, um, Thank you, bro. yeah, everyone like check out the podcast, your music. And if you need like, you know, press shots or, or video business card, or, or you want some video content, definitely have to get in touch so um absolutely yeah thanks for coming on man thank and, you bro um, really appreciate it yeah i'll see you soon it's funny we always, <laughs> at the end of my podcast it was like lean in and shake the hands of my shake of my hands so yeah. it's like that's what that seems to be the natural it's like well okay thank you and we just shake yeah hands yeah. Everyone, so. yeah yeah cool sweet all done how long did that go for there we go guys another episode in the bag i think this was episode 16 um thanks to Eamon for coming on great chat with him uh loved everything about it I really enjoyed this one because Eamon's a podcaster himself uh and they've actually been doing their podcast for a little bit well actually quite a bit longer than I have um so this was really great um I felt like in this episode for me anyway the pressure was off um I didn't sort of have to uh you know I guess um lead the conversation quite as much uh as I do in, in maybe some episodes but hey every episode's different and I love them all. So, um, but this one was really cool because of that. Um, so thanks to Eamon for coming on the show. If you want to check out Eamon's socials, it's just Nomia Media. So it's N-O-M-I-A-M-E-D-I-A. Super easy to find. Uh, he's across all platforms as Nomia Media uh, or Nomia on some platforms. So make sure you go and check him out. Check out the podcast as well. It's called Metaminds. Now you can find that one basically on all podcast platforms, same as mine. Uh, they're actually on a few extra ones as well. They're doing some of the live stream uh, podcasts, which we talk about, uh, you know, we spoke about in the episode. So make sure you go and check their podcast out. Um, super helpful. I listen to it every week when it comes out. Um, and there's some really cool stuff in there, um, you know, for self-development and sort of, you know, to just help you uh, improve as a person, I guess. As always, make sure you're following me on all my socials, at Koi on everything. Uh, I'm actually playing in the semifinals of the DJ comp for Our House uh, at Prohibition, uh, which is coming up this Thursday, the 8th. Um, so if you're going out on that night, make sure you come and check it out. Uh, there's going to be a heap of local talent there, and it's going to be a very close competition, this one, because there's some really good guys and girls playing. Thanks to everyone for supporting the podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, do all that cool shit. Uh, show a friend if you really enjoyed this episode. Everything's going really well with it. I'm so stoked that we've got that uh, guest from Synthony coming on. And I guess that's our first international guest as well. So um, pretty cool to um, you know have someone from another country uh, on the show. All right, guys. So as always, make sure you're having a great time wherever you are, if it's day or night. And I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.